Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, mother, why are you crying? Now? You ought to be shouting and live. Why are you crying now? She said, son, once again, you don't understand. You know what she told him? She lifted up her hand. She said, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, y'all, help me here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody want to tell me thank you? Yeah, what's his name? Jesus, Jesus. He's a strong tower. He's a shelter in a time of storm. Thank you. 
enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile.
they don't know your story. You don't know my story. You don't know the my story. You don't know the things that I come through. You cannot imagine.
Okay, Rambo Thank you, Holy Spirit. Rambo we praise thy name, Lord. We seek thy face. Holy Spirit, we need you to guide us. Help us to walk accordingly to the plan and provision that you have already given, Lord. Help us to rise up to do that which you called us to do, not to back down, but to seek and to trust you, Father. It's all about you. In your holy name it is so. Amen. So, today's title should be interesting, especially considering what's going on in the last <laughs> few hours with talk show. But, I mean, it goes on every day with my life, so I'm kind of used to it at this point. Juggling by instinct is the topic. The most frequent question I'm asked when interviewed is, how do you manage so many different things at the same time? When I try to explain, the best metaphor I can devise is that of the juggler. The art of juggling requires tossing two or more objects in a rhythmic sequence so that they continue moving without hitting the ground. Okay. Interesting. The art of juggling requires two tossing two or more objects in a rhythmic sequence so they continue moving without hitting the ground. Wow. I'm just thinking about personally how God began to train me in that avenue. Didn't even know that was going on. But allowing the Holy Spirit in and to guide you, that's part of what's going on with you, Lisa, is things begin to transform, especially when you feel stretched. See, he'll begin to stretch you in a way where this is important, I got to do this, but this is important, I got to do this too. How's it going to happen? Before you can get one done, then here comes something else. 
You got all these things on your plate. You're tired, you're worn, you're frustrated. I mean, it's like all of them are priority. For example, let's say, for example, single parent. Got to take care of the children. Single parent. Got to go to work. Single parent. Elderly parents are sick, elderly. Ain't nobody else to help you. Which one of those can you forsake? Well, I got to go to work because I got to have a roof over my head. And that roof requires not just me, but also for my child. So I can't not go to work. My child needs my attention because it's a child. My child is not at the age where they can fend for themselves. I can just, you know, monitor them. They really need need my help. And then I have my parents who I'm their child. But now because of how life goes, they need me. Which Which one of those is not a priority? Which one of those can you morally, good consciously, spiritually say that you can walk away from? So I had to bring this to where you can relate. Because literally that's what that's what begins to happen. You begin to be stressed because it's not like something stretch. It's not like something stressed and stretch <laughs> is you can walk away from something because all of these require your attention. So what begins to happen again, what did David say? In my distress, he enlarged me. We already walked out the, worked out the definition of distress is a, even a more larger form of stress. We, all, we talked about good stress and bad stress. We talked about how you can transform bad stress to good stress by exercise, praise and worship, and things of that nature. So you can manage your stress. So God uses that to get you to perform because what begins to happen is you're overwhelmed. You can't walk away. So what do you do? You turn to God. Now, what we do do is we turn to God and we ask him to take this away from us. (laughs) And that's not the prayer God's going to answer people. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So when you begin to utter that prayer, that's another thing about, you know, see, that's that, that, I'm going to just tell you, you know, y'all who's still struggling and trying to talk in, in tongue, and I'm going to just put it that way because I'm being nice right now, you better get over yourself because it cuts through all that crap that we, uh, that's in, that's us. Because we come to God, help me with this. I take this away from me, Lord, I... God said, no, I'm allowing that because I need you to grow up. But see, when you're praying in the spirit, just coming from spirit to spirit, it ain't even going in that soulish prayer that you want to utter. Because when you get to the point that you're overwhelmed, you're overstressed, it's not that God's going to take either one of those away from you, but God's going to give you the grace. 
He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you everything that you need to endure and to come through and to walk in him which makes you draw closer to him, learn about him, and application and exercise. That's how the juggling act begins, people. God uses it to train you because neither one of those three scenarios that I just mentioned can you afford to let go. Now, people can and will do it. I'm not saying it won't happen every day. Happens every day. But the parents in the home, I, I just can't deal with it. Somebody come get my child. Well, they, they, but it's funny, you know. The one thing they'll do, they'll go to work. They'll go to work, but they're overwhelmed. They can't deal with the child and walk away from the parents. But the parents in the home keep stepping. I ain't judging. I ain't pointing fingers. I'm just talking, having a conversation with myself right now. Because people, see, and that's the other thing, too. When people begin to be pulled beyond themselves and it begins to become uncomfortable and they don't like it and they don't know, because in reality, it's a process that is not... Nice. So since if we have a choices, well, we always have choices. We'll walk away, we'll put stuff down, and then we'll label or give the reasons why we didn't rather than seeking God to give us what's needed to walk in him for him to expand us. In that process, we die, and he increases. Maybe I'll just keep reading. How about that? Maybe I'll just start over. The most frequent question I ask when interviewed is, how do you manage so many different things at the same time? When I try to explain, the best metaphor I can devise is that of the juggler. The art of juggling requires tossing two or more objects in a rhythmic sequence so they continue moving without hitting the ground. If you hold one object in your hand and toss it in the air, it's not really juggling. You're just tossing a ball. A juggler manages to keep the objects airborne in a smooth, even flow that utilizes gravity in sync with his own dexterity. He keeps giving each object just enough of a push so that all items remain suspended and none falls out of sequence. If you hope to live by your instincts, then you must recognize that you will be a juggler. Hmm. Really? If you hope to live by your instincts, then you must recognize that you will be a juggler. How about I just read a little bit more? How does this happen? Have you ever heard of the phrase, one phrase, one thing leads to another? This holds also true about the many worlds that you have to manage as you progress and take on new, new initiatives. Whether you're broadening your horizons or your current responsibilities are broadening you. Ooh, wow, did I just say something similar to that? But it don't matter. I, I you know, I ain't TD. I ain't got, you know, I'm just Samuel Farley having a conversation with myself. Hmm, I'll just keep reading. Whether you are broadening your horizons or your current responsibilities are broadening you, life demands more to play every day. Hmm. 
If you conquer one space, it creates opportunity and responsibility in other spaces and places. If you follow your instincts, it not only opens up the arena you're pursuing, but it also expands your possibilities into other arenas you didn't originally anticipate. Many people don't realize that instincts are not just a key to the next dimension. They're more like the master key that opens up new worlds beyond your wildest dreams. What feels enclosed by huge trees and massive shrubbery keeps going and opens up into an expanse leading to plains, rivers, and mountains. Every meadow is adjacent to another. So as you step into the one you expected, it will also be interconnected with others that you might not have anticipated. Everything you touch is touching something connected to it. This connectivity is crucial to understand no matter what the field. Points of contact are used to measure the impact of marketing. Relational networks transmit the energy for global economics. Connections serve as catalysts for collaborations and corporations. Our technological connectivity has produced social networks that continue to cause some comp companies to rise and some to collapse. Opportunities like the information highway itself move at warp speed. If you understand the touch points, you can be far more effective than ever before. Mm. Did that make sense to any of you all? Because it was just a bunch of words to me. And life begins to expand you as you deal with one thing and leads to another. So just reading this, it sounds to me that life as a whole is geared to expand and to make you grow. And if you choose not to flow and to grow, then you will stay become stagnant. If you stay stagnant, you will die. Sounds like what Mark said yesterday. You know what? I don't want to go to the promised land. Let me die in the wilderness because then I'm going to have to go through change and transition. That's not what I want to do because, see, that's foreign to me. I prefer to stay in my mediocrity. I prefer to stay in my comfort zone, that which is familiar, rather than choose to be stretched, rather than choose to go forth and to see what this new thing is, rather than choose to trust that the God that brought me to this point will actually still be the same God to take me to the next point. It's just that I might have to go through some things in order to achieve what's in front of me. Hmm. Interesting. In my case, I have movie sets that require me for film production. I have my writing, which is both an both an avocation as well as a vocation. I have my speaking that I do from time to time on college campuses for leadership conferences. I have my ministry through the church and the pastoral team I enjoy leading. I have preaching, which is my calling in my heart. There's the music label I own and the occasional plays I produce. Those responsibilities would split me apart if I didn't find what holds them together. In my case, the common denominator is communication. Lay your life out. Lay out your life in the jungles you operate in like a map and on an excursion and plan a trip. I bet if you find the common denominator, you can manage to get your hands on everything, touching it at least long enough so it has your brand on it. One thing they all share is you. What else do you see that unites them? If you are involved in them and effective at them, there is something common to them that connects the jungles. So now, Erica, this is why your plate ain't getting no smaller. 
also now, as you begin to make this transition from hands-on to a manager, that means my thinking and the way that I handle things must be different. Speaking of me as well. So your approach, if that's the case, then you need to be, two things, you need to approach this as a manager. You need to approach this as who's going to be that which is going to fill this position. You need to approach it as, as okay, um, I'm going to handle this to make sure things are going in the pathway that I need them to be handled. Then I'm going to leave it alone, and I'm going to inspect it. People do what is inspected, not always what is expected. See, we expect people to do things, but they don't always follow through. I got some people right now, I told them they, they didn't follow through. So now I got to make decisions about how I want to deal with it. And that's what that's the role. See, everything about life is growth. And we're called to go to the next level. So as a manager, there are times when you, yes, you might have to get, get back in, get dirty, do what you got to do, because you know what's the end game result. So again, this is the, as that juggle. You have to see what's going on and, and, and see how to tap in, tap out. Because the bottom line is, you need to keep the whole engine rolling. You need to keep the whole system rolling. Okay. <clears throat> Global thinkers and instinctive leaders keep the forty thousand foot view in sight while managing to keep their feet on the ground, at least sometimes. They are persons who live on talents. They are persons whose lives or talents have taken them to a level at which new doors open into new areas of influence, and all of them require some time investment to manage. Of course, you don't have to juggle if you outsource control to other companies or persons <coughs> and rely on their efficiency to manage areas that are not central to your core objectives. Ooh. Bam. Now, see, that's a business thing right there. That's that that's for the business call right there. You don't have to juggle if you outsource control to other companies or persons and rely on their efficiency to manage areas that are not central to your core objectives. So, in other words, okay, I'm going to turn this over to somebody who this is what they do. And it's not going to affect my core. It's not going to affect what I have to do, what I need to do, who I am, and my core as far as the company or the business that I have. Those things that are pertinent to my core, I need to make sure I got hands on. Those things that are not pertinent, then I can have another company have somebody else do it. As long as it's done, I'm good. I'm going to just give an example because the simplest one came to my mind. Say, for example, you're at the level now. You've got a, you, you're operating, you've got a building, you've got a plant, you've got people, you've got office, you've got all of this. Well, that building needs to be maintained, and you don't have the people to do it, so what do you do? You hire a cleaning company that comes in. This is what they do. They clean your office, the bathrooms, the floors, and all of that stuff. Make sure everything is maintained, whatever schedules, and you just cut them a check, however it is. Right now, I, I, right now, 
I've got some grass that I have somebody doing for me, and I've got some, some grass. I'm just going to let them do it. Because mm-hmm. it could be done, and I just let them handle it totally. It's not going to affect the core of who I am and what I'm trying to do or the direction that I'm pointing. So, you know what? Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, that is so true, too, and that also um, involves trying to be a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none as well. Outsourcing um, definitely is important, especially when it comes to financial stuff. Lisa, if you know you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> if you know you're not good with finance, and then maybe you are, but you can only do so many things effectively. Mm. Uh, wait, what was that word you said? Effectively, yes. I mean, yeah, you can do a bunch of stuff because I know how to do a few things. You can come to my house and we can sit and talk, and I can cook. I do that pretty well. I made money doing that. I can make all the natural products you need. What you need for your hair? What you need for your skin? I've made a lot of money doing that. I can make jewelry. Made a lot of money doing that. That's each. I can, you know, I made money doing that. I can do this. I make it. You name it. You name it. I can do. But what am I doing? So if I want to keep making, you know, $100 here, $200 there, 50 cent here, 25 cent there, yeah, I can keep trying to do all that because I know how to do. But I don't give a stuff who you are. You cannot do 18 different things effectively. Mm-hmm. Not effectively. You can be all right. You know, you can get by but not become a master. You have, In order to become a master, of it, that's why it's called a master's degree in college. When you are an undergrad, you take all the little, you know, all your little classes and whatnot, class this, that, it might be, you know, you might take a choir class, take a pottery class, take a, as a lecture, but when you go get your advanced degree, your master's degree, you are concentrated on your particular area of study work you know, where you want to have your career for the rest of your life probably. That's why I call a master's degree because you're concentrated in one particular area and then it provides you with the advanced skills that you need to excel in that particular area. But I think that that's what a lot of people try to do, what I have to learn, where you want to concentrate your efforts. If, if, you, if you try to do too many different things, especially in too many different areas, you're trying to be the the um, the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, something ain't going to be right. And so with the outsourcing, yeah, if you know that there's some stuff that you don't do well, like you said with the, the cleaning and stuff, if you're running a corporation, you don't have time to be trying to mop no floors. Who has time for that? At the beginning, when you don't have money, yes, you have to do everything that you have to do. But there comes a point when you do have to start outsourcing your finances, outsourcing cleaning, um, getting a, a, a secretary, like me, I need an assistant. I need, I cannot, so when you said that, that's why it kind of jumped out at me. I have so much I'm trying to do right now. I need an assistant so bad. And I have to figure out a way to be able to afford the higher one because I'm not going to be able to do all that which I, I know that I am expected to do all which I have the capacity to do or any of that as long as I'm still trying to do everything because I'm going to miss something. 
What oh. you mean hire one? You're gonna be feeding and providing shelter for one in a few days. What you mean? That's that's the. I said they're earning their keep. Well, yeah, but you, you get the point. Yeah, I know that. But I'm just saying, I do need one. Okay, I got you. So. You know, I'm just making the, I'm just trying to illustrate the points that the book just made. Yeah. Um, that's the ill okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. No, you talk a little bit long because I'm getting ready to make some juices, so go right ahead. That's some stuff. No, that's all. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still about to make my, the young still work. I was about to say, nope, you back on, you back on deck, homie. Then y'all can listen to me juice.
Okay. That's good. Mm. Of course, you don't have to joke if you outsource control to other companies or persons rely on their efficiency to manage areas that are not essential to your core objectives. This can make your life less complicated, but it would also make your life less profitable and gives you less ability to determine the outcome. It's like hiring someone to raise your children. It may make your life less complicated, but it gives you less influence over the outcome. Growth requires that you manage many things, appear many places, and evolve constantly in a reactionary way to the demands that are birthed through the opportunities you have, <clears throat> you have been given. Now, in truth, we are all limited resources. So the first thing one must do is decide what opportunity will get your time and how much time is required to make that work efficiently. You don't have to build a farm, start a company, or run a university to get the rhythm of management and juggle responsibilities. Anyone who cooks knows that cooking has a rhythm. This sauce cooks for this long, so why simmering stir the other? Yes, good cooks have rhythm and they know how to juggle. The roast is in the oven while the potatoes are soaking. The table is set while the soup simmers. Pacing is, pacing is everything in cooking. In business sessions, I have always taught that if you make a living doing something that requires your hands, your business is automatically limited by you only having two hands. You simply cannot micromanage everything and expect to thrive. But the adept juggler keeps all items moving by giving each of them enough tension to keep them in rotation. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Somebody just told me that the other day. No problem. About putting your hands about the part about um, what you just said about if your hands are needed and someone's like, okay, if you want to do the natural stuff, soaps and other stuff, fine. Get somebody else to make them and sell them. Buy from somebody else. You only got two hands and so much time. How are you going to keep up with the demand if it increases? If you're trying to do it with your hands and then you're still doing conferences, still speaking, still, you know, tutoring, still running summer programs, what? Like, come on, man. So that's why I said, ooh, I thought I was going to need but. Well, I mean, but then that that goes back to, see, one thing that I know you have done and I need I have done in the past and need to go back to it is that thing that you call the matrix. So then when you're looking at your matrix, meaning for those who don't know, it's all, everything that she's thinking about doing, is doing, has done. She's put all of this in each one in different, different um, I'm going to just say circles, on different pieces of paper, but they're all up underneath. Like a, they're all moving in one direction. So by doing it in that fashion, you can kind of see, okay, well, I'm doing this. I haven't done that. I need to do this. And see, again, this is, again, when I talk about praying over stuff, praying in the spirit, God will begin to supernaturally show you what needs to be done and how things need to roll. Because understand, you have a rhythm, but God has a rhythm as well. And that is a whole other story. So now you might do, you'll do things in your understanding and your rhythm, this, that, and the other. But now, again, because we talked to her last night, God is restructuring her. So now... Everything about her is changing, and he's beginning to set her according to his rhythm, according to his pace, according to his under. And so that just that's going to throw everything that you thought out the window because no, now this is a whole nother level. So when God sets your pace and sets your rhythm, 
It's a, it's at a whole nother, another, 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 another. I'm going to just leave it like that. But, again, that's something that you have to learn, you have to submit, you have to grow into. And that goes back to what we talked about, about exercising your faith. This can only ha- can happen by practice. This can only happen by you continually doing that and continually growing. It's not going to happen when you just, well, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm going to be. Well, that's fine. That's where you're going to stay, and I'm going to leave you there, and I'll see you later. I'll wave and talk to you when I come by. If you have the kind of personality, product, or mission that excels, you will inevitably find yourself operating in several different jungles at the same time. The Bible says a man's gift will make room for him and brings him before great men, Proverbs 18 and 16. If you follow your instincts and apply your intellect, your success will lead to new doorways of destiny and new windows of worldwide wonder. I remember I put that on a plaque for somebody. Interesting. A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. Proverbs 18 and 16. If you follow your instincts and apply your intellect, your success will lead to new doorways of destiny and new windows of worldwide wonder. From my experience and observation, This expansion of ideas and opportunities often occurs more frequently when you're focused on excellence in only one area arena first. Hmm. Let me say that again. From my experience and observation, this expansion of ideas and opportunities often occurs more frequently when you're focused on excellence in only one arena at first. People who take a shotgun approach and rush at everything available cannot maintain focus and gain enough momentum to succeed in any area. Interesting. I'm going to read that one more time. I just think about what Lisa said, what Mark said, think about some things I have done, am doing the whole nine yards. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. One more time, Jackie. From my experience and observation, this is TD talking, from things he's personally went through and things he's observed. This expansion of ideas and opportunities often occurs more frequently. So more frequently, not all the time, but from what I've observed and from what I've experienced. This is a principle, people. Scientific law applies here, people. Occurs more frequently when you're focused on excellence in only one arena at first. In other words, okay, let me get this down pat. Because I'm thinking even about my real estate classes, and that's kind of some of the same stuff they take. Get this down pat. You know, for one reason, because now you've got a system. Get this down pat. Now you got a system. See, you can manage a system. See, see, when you see, from, I don't know if Felicia's listening or not, but the thing is, when you're coming from a job to a business, you don't know poot about no system. 
Only system you know is that which you worked in. But when you come in from a job to a business, now you got to create the systems. See, that's the importance of mentors. See, you're working within a system in a job because you're working within the confines of someone above you or someone who has set this up because bottom line, they pay you to do X, Y, Z. For a, you, if you do A, B, C, D, the way I told you, then you're going to get a check in two weeks, one week, or whatever. That's the system that you work. As long as you do and you get to this amount of efficiency, you get a check. But now, when you come out of that and it all relies on you, no. So now, what he's saying, refine your focus, pull it down, pull it down, pull it down. Now, as you begin to become excellent in this one thing, you will now have begun to see what systems work, what don't work, what you need to do, what you don't need to do. You refine, you refine, now I got it. I got it now. How do you know you got it? Because now I'm getting a desired result. Now I know if I do this for such amount of time, then this is what's going to happen. I've, I've got it down. Now from that, I can begin to broaden my horizon. From that, I can begin to do something else. But when I, I, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. Okay, well, now you're doing too much and you ain't got nothing working. And like Lisa said, I got 50 cents coming from here and a fifty over here and $2 over there. But I need like a few hundred. So that's what he's talking about. I'm going to read it one more time. From my experience and observations, this expansion of ideas and opportunities often occurs more frequently when you're focused on excellence in only one arena at first. People who take a shotgun approach and rush at everything available cannot maintain focus and gain enough momentum to succeed in any area. Now, I'm going to tell you why that happens, too. Because you're working out on something and it's not working, you're not making enough money, but then you look over here and this looks like this worker. You see this person making money over here. Well, let me do this too. Okay, okay, well, I got that. Well, I need some more money. Well, let me do this too. And See, I, I've seen that so much. Even I've done it. Because you're trying to cover CYA. Oh, okay, prayer call, CYB. You me feeling better now? Because you, you're trying to cover your behind. So you, because what happens is when you got those bills, see those bills, they ain't going nowhere. That overhead called cost of living, it's there. And it's gleaning in your face. So now you're reaching for whatever you can because you're trying to cover your head, you're trying to eat, you're trying to do whatever you got to do. So... Again, the enemy will purposely, we're talking about distractions, people. The enemy purposely throws this stuff at you. See, again, this is, again, why we got to have that voice of God. That see, oh, my God, there's so much to do. Shut up, course, got to go that car. This is why you need discernment. This is why you got to have a personal relationship. See, do you see how much God has to grow you up before you're able to even operate at this level? Maybe I'll just keep reading. People who take a shotgun approach and rush at everything available cannot maintain focus and gain enough momentum to succeed in any area. Ironically, when you deliberately try to take on multiple jungles, you may not learn to survive in any of them. Hmm. 
Growth isn't always a result of exceeding boundaries as much as it is shared interest in the common square of the shared space. Consider the way business needs are interconnected and therefore conglomerates emerge. World markets ebb and flow and create economic ties that pour from one culture to another. Even in our shopping malls, retailers share common facilities to attract shared customers. Consumers, customers, same difference. The economics of the world are so interconnected that economic shifts in one country affect countries around the world. Now, brokers have to be bilingual, if not speaking multiple languages, in order to be competitive as the conversation is no longer common but global. The brokers must be concerned about what's happening beyond their borders, primarily because the borders touch. They don't just touch geographically, but interculturally and relationally. So as they learn the language of the world they touch, they increase advancement and improve efficiency. The message is clear. You can no longer stay in your lane and compete in the race. Highly instinctive people have more to learn than the nuances of their home base. They must be astute at knowing more about the worlds they touch and how to understand the languages, cultural systems, and best business practices to meet those needs with proficiency and understanding. I can guarantee you every action you make is touching more than you, more, more, more than who you think. You must realize that what you do in your consumer affects the whole house as well as all, all inextricably interconnected, as we are all inextricably interconnected. Hmm. All righty. Comments, questions? Okay. Discovering the interconnectivity of your various jungles as you launch into new adventures of self-discovery will only enhance your journey. On a personal level, once you leave your cage, you are less likely to allow limits to define possibilities ever again. Hmm. On a personal level, once you leave your cage, you are less likely to allow limits to define possibilities ever again. Beyond personal experience, you discover an overarching arching sense of purpose and destiny that guides you beyond your territory. Listening to your instincts gives you one of the best chances to make a real and meaningful difference in the world around you. Once you get up out of your cage, you recognize, you know what? There's more to life than just this cage. You know what? I went out there and I survived. You know what? Yeah, it's bad. But I might be able to do it. Let me just try one more time. But you got to make a decision to come up out your cage. And you got to make a decision to try it again. Even if you can't make a decision that I'm going to stay out, just make a decision I'm going to try it again. See, God gives you grace sufficient for a day. Lord, you wake me up, I'm going to try it again. Lord, you wake me up, I'm going to try it again. So even if you say, I don't, I, I, I told Pastor Mark that when he knew it, okay, I can do this one day at a time. Other than that, mm, don't, mm, nope, I ain't, nope, not, not me. Every day. Get up. Go to bat. Seek God, trust God. He wake you up, do it again. 
that's how you can get beyond that fear that's binding you. That's how you can get beyond whatever it is that's keeping you contained in that cage until you get to the point that one day you recognize, I don't want to go back in that cage. Matter of fact, I'm closing the lid on that cage so that I can never enter again. So whatever you need to do to come up out of that hole you're in, you do it. And you do it consistently and diligently. The ground you walk upon reverberates with the decisions you make and echoes with your lifestyle choices. Like anything that spreads by touch, instinctive influence cannot be contrived, controlled, or regulated. Your instincts will take you over the border and across the fence, and with them come collaboration and cooperation. Once you have a sense of living by instinct, you will amass unlikely teams, connecting people, places and things in a way others before you have never imagined. Mm. The ground you walk upon reverberates with the decisions you make and echoes with your lifestyle choices. Like anything that spreads by touch, instinctive influence cannot be contrived, controlled, or regulated. Okay, I'm going to do this. Then you begin to walk it out. You keep doing it over a continual period of basis, you begin to gain confidence, get understanding. You keep doing it and walking in confidence, then it affects other people around you because, okay, he know what he's doing or she know what he's doing. But you know the funniest thing about it? <laughs> and I got to say this. See, this is, I'm reading this, and I understand it, but I want to say the way that he's putting this is like further along the road because the reason I'm laughing is a lot of times when you're walking in this way, you're literally just trying to survive. You're trying to make it. You're trying to figure it out. And people start telling you things and seeing things about you or what you're doing. Oh, really? Oh, praise God. Especially, especially, especially when you're letting God lead you. Because for one, your focus is on God. For one, you're focused and you're connected. You're trying to listen and move in accordance with what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. I ain't got time to be up in me. I got too much stuff in front of me that I'm trying to figure out and trust in God. Wait a minute. I'm going to say it like this. Hoping and trusting God will bring this to pass because I talked about this yesterday. You know, when, when, when you get to a point in your walk, because we were talking about instincts and, and facts, where when you get to a certain level on this walk and God has proven himself to you on a continuous basis that regarding this level or this aspect of his word is true, to you from that point on is a fact. Because before, when we're talking about instance, we're talking about, you know, that, that what you're trying to figure out what you know, you're hoping for, but now it's been proven. So in your spirit, man, it's a fact. And that's how you walk. So that, and when you get to that point of walking in that arena, that, that's, you're walking in authority. You're walking in power. And in, trust and believe, when you walk in that level of authority, the spiritual arena recognizes it. That's why they say, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I heard of. 
Hold on one sec.
The ground you walk upon, <coughs> the ground you walk upon, reverberates with the decisions you make, echoes with your lifestyle choices. Like anything that spreads by touch, instinctive influence cannot be contrived, controlled, or regulated. Your instincts will take you over the border and across the fence, and with them some collaborative collaboration and cooperation, and with them come collaboration and cooperation. Once you have a sense of living by instinct, you will amass unlikely teams connecting people, places, and things in a way others before you have never imagined. Before long, your simultaneous environment will align like spokes on the wheel that you have as its hub. And as you circle, and as your circle of contacts continue to enlarge, you will be able to cover more ground with each revolution. But this is not about turning the wheel faster or winning a race. It's about your direction, your purpose. Connectivity must not be used to inflame the greedy or empower the selfish. It provides a guide to unearthing your power to function in a pluralistic society and various orbits for a purpose greater than yourself. If it is this pursuit of your purpose and passion that lands you in a broader context, exploring new possibilities and challenging limitations. It is an awareness of the way fulfilling your own destiny allows others to fulfill theirs, both through example and through connection. Okay, so all those big words are no Mark, Lisa, and Erica love. All right? I need some water. Now, you got something to list of stuff on your door? Some, you saw it? You hear me? All right. You got juice by the juicer. <coughs> okay. But this is not about turning the wheel faster <coughs> winning the race. It's about your direction, your purpose. Connectivity must not be used to inflame the greedy or empower the selfish. It provides a guide to unearthing your power to function in a pluralistic society in various orbits for greater purpose in yourself. It is this pursuit of your purpose and passion that lands you in a broader context, exploring new possibilities and challenging limitations. It is awareness of the way fulfilling your own destiny allows others to fulfill theirs, both through example and through connection. So, basically, this is something that is beyond you, this is something that you need not to be just all about you and about you trying to do what you need to do. Case in point, this prayer line. Oh, this is definitely beyond me. Matter of fact, it's like whatever. <laughs> I don't even try to figure it out no more. But I'm seeing how God is using this. It has a direct effect upon me, a direct effect upon my upon my family. But that was not the original well, actually, the orig my original purpose for it. I'm not even going to talk about my original purpose for it because I don't even think I had an original purpose for it. <laughs> but I just see what God is using 
in and through it and how connections are being made, even now with them trying to do a, a conference, you know, um, and through, in the various states and, and things of that nature. One thing I, that I have always gathered and I still believe holds true at this prayer line, and as Erica said, it's not for everybody, but I definitely feel it's for leaders. So, again, anybody, majority of people who are on this prayer line, come on here and choose to stay. Now, I know there's going to be some back and forth, this, that, and the other, but for those who choose to stay, it's basically because you're going to be used in some leadership capacity somewhere along the way. Because the reason I say the information that we get here is, is just is too, it's too much. Most people wouldn't even begin to understand it, let alone use it and walk in it. And if you keep applying this, not just sitting up here listening to it because you ain't got nothing better to do, but if you keep applying it, it's going to affect your life. So now, what God is doing in and through this prayer line, it's an interesting thing. But look at the interconnectivity. Look at the different states. Now we got business calls. Now we got people doing conferences. You know, I, I see people jump. You know, doing things that they probably wouldn't do if they weren't. If they were just going to a regular church, because you ain't gonna get fed like this in a regular church. But again, this is beyond myself. This is this ain't. This is so far beyond me. Hell, I'm gonna say it's beyond each and every one of us is on this line. I'm gonna just say that because. Something is drawing you. Let's go instinct. Let's go spirit. Something keeps drawing you to come back. Something keeps pulling you, come back. I can get what I need here. You ain't even quite sure exactly what it is, but you keep coming back. That's that spirit aspect of your life. That's that truth that, that Brother Rod was talking about, that, that, people, that, that those who are choosing to hear it, it's drawing a hand and it's feeding that spirit. It's feeding that spirit of truth. But it's well beyond me and it's well beyond you. But jointly, God is doing a great, mighty thing. Now, a few years down the road, we could probably look back and go, oh, okay. But right now, I ain't looking. If you know more than me, praise God. You don't even have to tell me. I don't even want to know. I sure don't know what this thing is all about. And honestly, I ain't even trying to figure it out. I'm just saying. When I was prepared to travel to South Africa, I was reminded of the need to contact my cell phone service provider and notify them to activate international coverage. While some carriers have comprehensive plans, many of them vary the rates depending on the specific countries where I will be traveling. Like a cell phone, your gifts will work in other jungles, other countries, and other arenas. So understand the challenge is not about your gifts, personality, or talent operating in other settings as much as it is about how to access those multiple settings simultaneously. Where are your instincts leading you? Your first step in learning to juggle settles, set juggle settings smoothly may be looking ahead and anticipating where you might be heading. Although you never know where your instinctive gifts may lead, this doesn't mean that you don't set your GPS on a destination. Look around the corner and consider where you want to be in six months, two years, a decade from now. You can never begin this process too early. Even as children, the dreams we had and the directions provided by our parents and mentors often set us on a trajectory for triumph. I'm forever grateful for the amazing foresight my parents had and allowed me to visit places and stations in life beyond where I began. 
Though our family had modest means, we didn't have impoverished dreams. So my parents planted seeds for success in my life and my siblings whenever they could. They drove us through beautifully manicured neighborhoods and pointed out exquisite homes where they knew we would never live. They allowed us to taste gourmet cuisine, listen to operas, watch ballets, and reflect on artistic masterpieces. Now, we couldn't stay long or eat much, but my parents knew that you can't evolve into what you won't explore. Mm. You can't evolve into what you won't explore. They knew we couldn't stay there at that time, but they wanted us to glimpse how our future could unfold. They wanted our instinctive talents to roam beyond our present coverage. Mm. You see, freedom is often as much a state of mind as it is a state of being. Wow. They liberate us to know that what was out there in hopes it might ignite something inside that we could be or do. They didn't know where we would end up or the ways which our worlds would expand and evolve. They probably didn't consider that everything we touched leads us to new gateways for future success. They simply knew that they wanted to enlarge our world. Wow. Hmm. You cannot evolve until what you won't explore. So if you don't ever go outside your cage, even for a glimpse, and you choose to stay in your comfort zone, then hmm, that's as far as you're going to go. You cannot evolve into what you want to explore. That's powerful. I like that. As we learn to juggle, we often misperceive the bandwidth of our abilities. We mistakenly think we must eliminate or compromise one jungle, one jungle in order to enter another. Excuse me. But here's a newsflash. This isn't either or. Many times people choose what's next at the expense of forsaking what is. Mm. You could start a business and keep your career. You could explore your passion for music and start a family. You could remain on the corporate ladder and pursue completing your college degree. Not either or but and. It is possible to add without subtracting. If you add infrastructure to increase, you end up with empires that empower you more. Ooh, now you know what, TD? I'm going to have to steal that one. <clears throat> wow. If you add infrastructure to increase, you end up with empires that empower more than you can imagine. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Oh, Jesus. If you add infrastructure to increase, you end up with empires that empower more than you can imagine. Oh, my God. That's like the foundation to a building. So, wait a minute. Wow. You know what I just thought about, Nate? Wow. But what about you? Infrastructure to your increase. So now that's real faith. That's real. Why would I say that's real faith? Because now I'm about to begin to create 
the groundwork, initiate things for my future that has not even occurred. So now I'm about to expend time, money, planning, whatever's needed to support something that has not even developed yet. But I see it. I see the vision. I see God moving things in that direction. So now, oh, shit, Erica, oh, come on now. Now I even see, understand even more the importance of praying in tongues because now God will give you the vision for the vision for the increase and also what you need to be doing right now for the infrastructure. Again, why do I say mm, 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 you need a job to support your business? Because that will give you that finances to, to put the things in place that are needed. So that that because you need marketing, you need brochure, you need all these different types of things that are needed for your business. So that when you step out there, and you also got to start growing it. Wow, but but what I'm hearing is that's just the that's just the initial phase. So now, what's the next phase? That that infrastructure, that's that matrix that Lisa's doing. To, to show up, that's our infrastructure because I see this, I see that, I see that. But now I got to make sure I got everything in place, people in place, things in place. That's that infrastructure. Come on now. Oh, Jesus. Because now if I if I see this vision and I begin to put, put these pieces in places, again, praying in the Holy Spirit, God begins to reveal me. I recognize the need. You know what? I got this card from somebody who can line up with what I'm doing. It might even be a few weeks, a month, or maybe even a year. But see, because I'm writing stuff down and I'm getting a plan, I recognize that this person might be just the key for some information I need. And my, I might even need to get the information from them right now, but I might not pursue it till later on. But I understand it because I understand I'm creating an infrastructure. Wow, that is so deep. I just keep reading. No, nobody hear me. It's possible to add without subtracting. If you add infrastructure to increase, you end up with empires that empower more than you can imagine. The idea of managing more intimidates some people because they add by subtracting. Their weight is to add this, take away that, and basically trade one for the other. They forget about creative strategic moves that adapt to an end. Your cup is supposed to run over. It not only overflows with abundance in your own life, but into the lives of those around you. Your ability to juggle multiple worlds directly affects your community, produce new jobs, new ideas, new universities. Universities, yes, legacy. Ooh, did I just cut her? Wow. Yes, not necessarily the institutions of higher learning that typically come to mind, but a collection of people learning from one another. A university is simply a community of teachers and students, experts and apprentices working together, or as is expressed in Latin, universitas, you know what, Universitas Magistrosorum, whatever that is. The prevailing notion is that the up and corners learn from those ahead of them, or the up and comers learn from those ahead of them. 
Learning from the masters prevents becoming enslaved. Ooh, Jesus. That's another one. T.D. Roll this morning. Learning from the masters prevents becoming enslaved. Most highly successful and accomplished people have mastered many worlds, which I'm calling jungles here. When we look to these people as role models, mentors, and teachers, we're receiving juggling lessons. If you use this principle, even on a small scale, it will bring order to your chaos and change the way you perceive obstacles on your path. More opportunity emerges when you organize a cluttered life. Come on, who, Jesus? Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. More opportunity arises when you organize a cluttered room. <laughs> Use this principle even on a small scale Bring order to your chaos And change the way you perceive obstacles on your path More opportunity emerges When you organize a cluttered life You can be philanthropic and profitable Work and volunteer Raise children and have a career If you catch the principle you can add to what you have without losing what you've accomplished if you stop holding everything so tightly and simply learn to juggle. Woo! Mm. Hi. Mm. 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 I had to do a Martin real quick. I'm going to read that last sentence again. You can add to what you have without losing what you've accomplished if you stop holding everything so tightly and simply learn to juggle. Your life should be as diverse as your interests. Think of the diversity exhibited in a shopping mall, one building with diverse stores but shared cost and leadership. A mall is a gathering of many stores around one common location. Look at what combined strengths do to marketing, management, security needs, customer traffic, and parking. A mile hauls is a seemingly unrelated under one roof and manages them all in spite of their diversity. The one roof concept unifies diversity. Finding the one roof, or in other words, the point of connectivity, is essential to bring better management and faster movement to your life. To understand what's touching the things you touch will help you move laterally and not take crazy steps into wild choices. Mm. To understand what's touching the things you touch will help you move laterally and not take crazy steps and crazy leaps into wild choices. One of those points of connectivity in your world is you. You are the shared interest. You are the ultimate brand. But there may be others, so keep looking. In the case of the mall, we see many. They all need lights and heat, air conditioning and maintenance. They all need management, and most important, they all need people. When you find what's common in your life, it lowers stress and organizes the future. And you don't have to be the Galleria or the Mall of America to benefit from organizing diverse intersect, the diverse interests into a structurally sound whole. Successful stores don't discard what brought them success, even as they innovate for what's before them. The demands on your life don't have to be identical to be interrelated. That passion you have, the, vib the vibrancy of your intellect, the experiences you garnered, help propel you forward like a comet, grow into a planet, and soon become a new universe. This literally means that long before you are the tender and keeper of many fields, this literally means that before long, 
This literally means that before long, you are the tender and keeper of many fields. Now is the time for you to build a team that enables you to better juggle the responsibilities and the opportunities that are waiting for you. What I want you to get from this chapter is how to touch everything you have, all the diverse areas of your life, from a position of maximized instinct. I'm done. I ain't gonna say nothing else. Ugh. Questions, comments, criticism, complaints. Both of y'all in here sleep. Morning, Sam. Hey, Cher, how you doing today? Pretty good, Samuel. Um, that was a good, good little lesson. You forgot one component though in the chapter. What's that? The only thing is, you gotta go to God first. Well, God, God's the center of everything. Amen. I didn't, I didn't catch all the chapter, but I, I got in some of it. But I, I was just thinking about that. You know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. You know. Well, see, what he's doing is he's talking about instinct. But what I'm, I'm constantly doing is I'm, I'm transferring, train, I'm changing the word instinct to spirit. Okay. So, I mean, so basically he the book is written not from a spiritual point of view. Right. But if you see what he's talking about, it's definitely a spiritual thing. So Okay. But no, but no, you're right. And that that's the whole thing. I mean and, and so from what you're saying, going to God, that will give you what you need because whereas he says instinct, I'm gonna say that's your spirit tapping into your source. Exactly. That's Wow. Could you read that sentence again, Sam, about you can add to whatever you have by what? Oh, uh, so you instinctively knew I already put the book up, and but now you just want to be an Erica to make me go grab it. Yes, yeah, I did. <laughs> of course. All right, Erica. <laughs> Love you, Erica. I'm sure you do. I hear what you say. Touch out. He must have a big pile of books or something there. Uh, he does. He does. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Hot. Anybody want a child? Okay, nice to her. Oh, Morgan? Yes, 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 yes. Be kind. That's part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know, mm. kindness. I give you a week. I don't even know if you last a week. <laughs> I, I'm sending her back. <laughs> but you know, here's the deal. We got two of us. Okay. I'd be more fun to get on both of y'all nerves. <laughs> oh. I got to go get the book. Okay. Hmm. Okay, what is that you wanted me to read, girl? You can add to what you have by you can have you can add to what you have. That was easy. But now the last on part of it is and juggling it. Yeah, right? I I yeah, I know you have to juggle it, but 
I wanted to get the full essence of what. Okay. Okay. You can add to what you have without losing what you've accomplished if you stop holding everything so tightly and simply learn to juggle. Oh, without losing what you've accomplished. You can you can have you can add to what you have without losing what you've accomplished. In other words, I'm not gonna lose I'm right. not gonna lose any ground. I'm not gonna lose what I've already accomplished. Right. If you stop holding everything so tightly and simply learn to juggle. And I think that that uh That's a powerful statement. It is. I thought, let me go do this now, because I know me. Because, you know, the essence is really how you can add to by juggling. But I think what's important is, I guess, what I missed, is that um, you have to not hold on to those other things so tightly as if you're going to lose them. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that means you don't lose, you're not going to lose any ground. Right, right. Right. And then when you're trying to hold on to things, you're not allowing God to do what he does anyway. You know, I wasn't going to go up in that one there, but you know, hmm. Mm. So that your level and depth of faith, if you believe it can be taken from you, mm. you have some insecurity issues. Oh, that, 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 that insecurity, lack of faith, uh, walking in you. I hope I'm a, mm. it's wrong stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's I shredded the wrong papers. Oh well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you know the the you know <clears throat> the belief is that what's truly yours is yours. What mm. God has for me is for me. Mm. You know, you may we may have some things in common. You same knowledge base, but that doesn't take away from what I've learned, nor does mine take away from yours. Mm-mm. So that is being that, you know, that, that, you know, substantiates your foundation of belief and trust in God. So when there are some issues like that, maybe you have, that's when, it's probably a need to look deeper that you may not have done everything you were supposed to be doing if you have fear of losing something. Mm-mm. So it's either a misunderstanding um, on one behalf that either you didn't do everything that God required of you or you didn't have the understanding that this was seasonal anyway. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. You don't play fair. Yeah, fuck. I'm good. I'm scrape. You scrape? What's that noise? That's me uh, making a text. Oh. I'd like to make a comment if you're still taking comments. Go right ahead, dear. Well, first of all, good morning, everyone. Morning. I'd like to. Morning. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to make a comment about the team. The very last thing you said about building the team. That was kind of the very last thing you said, and that is so important. And um, that's. That's what I what I come to understand now. Um, as an adult, when I was growing up, I really I was by myself a lot, so I never you know like I didn't play sports. I didn't you know I wasn't I danced, but I wasn't mm. part of a dance like team. You know like mm. pom pom squad. I, I I was part of the choir, so I understood that you know mm. as being part of a team. You know always sang and stuff. But I I. I get, I now understand as an adult why people who play sports, male, female, whatever, part of the truck team, um, you know, whatever type of team it was, um, debate team, I see why they saw things a certain way. There was something different about people like that. Like they, the the loyalty, um, you know, the concept of loyalty, of accountability uh, to other people. Um, you know, I, I see all this, all that stuff. And so now, you know, I'm getting it later. I get, I'm getting it later. And so I'm trying to build that team now. But what I'm learning is that you have to be very careful when building a team. You know, if you need an accountant, right. you can't just right. get an accountant because that person is a good accountant. They could be the bomb. You know, they could be the bomb, but that person has to be, what did I, what do I keep talking about? on your same spiritual pace. You have to get, because I would, honestly, I would rather have a mediocre account, well, not mediocre, but you get my point, somebody that's not all famous and, you know, all this stuff. I'd rather have somebody who was a little less, maybe even an experience, but somebody who shared my vision and somebody who was loyal, somebody who was going to be there. You know, somebody who was who was on my spiritual pace because to me the other stuff can be worked with to a certain degree. Um, you know, you, I mean, you could have a lawyer on your team, but you know, it could be the best lawyer. That joke could, you know, could have got off somebody. The whole world saw them stabby mama. But if if they're not on your spiritual pace and they don't share your vision and they don't care nothing about what you're doing, then it's not going to work for you. So you have to be really, really careful about who's on your team because what I've learned is, you know, it's real easy to point the finger and say, you know, that your team is the reason why you failed or why you didn't do as well as you could have. It's, you know, I didn't have a good this. I didn't have it. the people. No, because you didn't make you didn't make the right choice for the right reasons concerning who was on your team because if you don't get the right person, they can bring out the very worst of you. 
It ain't, you know, because what happens is you start, see, you know, you can see yourself start slipping. And it's like, okay, I'm not doing this as well as I used to. Or you know, I used to be really shocked with numbers, and it seems like now, you know, or, or I used to really be enthused about my vision, and now I'm just kind of like, eh, eh. And, it'll, and, you know, you'll start to doubt your, okay, somebody please mute your phone. Please. Um, you know, but you can, you know, it can really, it can affect you if you don't have the right, and it doesn't even, and, and it doesn't matter, you know, about skill level or anything like that. You have to be on the same wavelength with the person or people. Somebody needs to mute their phone. Please. Okay, I'm sorry. Y'all know I already can't hear. Um. But you know, and because if you if you don't if you don't have the right team, it it can it really can bring out the very worst of you, and then you and her can bring out the worst. It just it has to be right. It just has to be right, and it doesn't have anything to do with you know how good somebody is at their job, how many degrees they have, or how much experience they have. No, that you have to jail in terms of your your spirit. So that's what I wanted to say about the team. So true. Um, you know, and when you're looking in business, you're only the leader is only as good as their team. Mm-hmm. And so right. you cannot you cannot uh, be evaluated that your team is subpar or performing, um, you know, uh, mediocre <laughs> or, you know, non-satisfactory. Mm-hmm. And then the management or supervision or the leadership skills are superior. Right. How does right. that even make sense? Because, again, your team performed poorly but you are a superior manager. There is no way that the leader can be uh, rated as a superior leader, but their team was rated poorly because they did not do their job successfully. Mm-hmm. Because part of being a superior leader means you can you, you handle that. Met, you you, know, you people do skills, people skills, right. managing people skills, pulling out the best in them, curtailing those behaviors that are um, destructive, if you will, right to the team and, effort. That's part of it, and it, it's beyond being able leadership. Leadership is because you can tell anybody anything, but if you cannot explain it or get them to absorb it where they understand it and then they're able to transfer that verbal communication into action or behavior that is reflective in what they do, then you've not done your job. You've not done due diligence. Very true. Very true. And that's any type of team. And if we want to take it you know, away from business and take it to even a family level or a church. Right. You know, the church is the same way. A family is the same way. If if the family is dysfunctional, 
guess what? It's your de- doggone fault as a leader. If your church is not doing right, guess what? That's your church. And but see, what people like to say is, well, and it and it is. It's okay. So what I've heard is, well, you know, people don't do, you know, people don't fulfill their roles, and it can be, and that's true. But then something's up with your leadership then, because if your leadership is superior, then you can, you then people want to follow you. They want to fall in line. They want, you know, you create a desire for people to want to better themselves so that the entire mission is accomplished. So it does go back to leadership. If, 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 and that's just, there is no two ways about that. Because even if you have people who do not want to fall in line, then as a leader, you're supposed to make some adjustments. Right. Period. It does, for, and, and that's why everybody can't be a leader. Right. That's why everybody can't be a leader. And, and, you know, when I had my evaluation this year before Latasha transferred, she gave me, you know, we have ratings between one and four. So she gave me a four um, for job knowledge, but she turned around and rated me a three on everything. And I, I, you know, I questioned the four, to be totally um, honest, but I told her that that didn't make sense. And she said, well, I mean, what are, I mean, what are you trying to say? I, I don't understand what the issue is. I said, well, I mean, I disagree with this whole evaluation. Let me begin by saying that. But let me go back to explain some things to you because I do know four. Uh, sure that my performance level and my knowledge base, because I'm known, I know that I've outgrown this job. And as I mentioned to Sam, I can do this job blindfolded, my eyes closed blindfolded, and I can manipulate someone else's hands mechanically. And so, you know, I do believe that, you know, you rated me unfairly and unjustly, but I still have a problem with having a sound knowledge base and then the fact that you turn around to say that my work does not represent my knowledge. When I've given you the statistics that we've increased, you know, the services of these programs that I've operated and managed over 200%. We start off with 5 and 25 people. Now we exceed, you know, 201 in one program, and then we exceed 500 in another. But you rate me as a 3. I said, that doesn't make sense. Well, so you do understand what makes you do understand what Balaam is, right? Oh yeah, I mean I understand, but I I mean I no. I understand. I understand Balaam is. Yes. Who is Balaam? Balaam is um. Oh gosh. Balaam is the um. Oh goodness. You may have to bring it back to my memory. 
Balaam and Balak were the two that were supposed to be working in conjunction together to prophesy Israel's demise. But every time he opened his mouth, he blessed them. Oh, Israel, how beautiful are your flags. Oh, Israel, how many are your numbers. Oh, Israel, thy state and country shall always be blessed. So she's going to give you what she knows that you deserve because she can't take that from you. But because of her giving you, that does not mean that she has to agree with the fact that she's going to tell you that you get fours across the board because that means that you are everything that they need and more, but they can't tell you that. As my auntie would say, it's the Willie Lynn syndrome. I know that you got it. I know you can do it, but I'm going to tell you otherwise to prove to you that you are not a four. You have not excelled past this job because you still have stuff to learn. But I know that you know everything, and I know that you can run this place as well as the whole division, but I can't tell you that. Every week I get an evaluation about how I'm doing, and some of it is petty. And she says, I know this is petty, but this is just to help you. But when I have a retort about X, Y, and Z that she cannot do, she comes back and says, you know, I apologize. Maybe I didn't see it from your perspective now. Because that's when the actual servant has then become the master, and the master doesn't understand it. The employee becomes the facilitator, and they don't know how to deal with it. When Erica is more intelligent and more smart, and more degrees than everybody in the office, but then she doesn't have the raise and a new position. It's the same thing. And to go back to what you were talking about just a few minutes earlier, to have a good leader and good people to follow you in the insurance world, it's called double indemnity. It basically means that you're going to get double that in which the contract owes because of a stipulation. And you get doubled in, double indemnity for a good leader and good followers or good servants or good um, parishioners for the simple fact is that both of them have a responsibility to one another, and it's called accountability. If they don't do it, one of them lacks. So if you have a church and a people that are basically being blessed, it's from both parts. The church is thriving because of the leader, and the leader is thriving because of the parishioners. That's the responsibility of both parties and not just one. Same thing when the relationship with work. You have a responsibility to do what you have to do to, to bring up the percentages from from where they are to 200%, 201%, there's nothing that can be taken away from you because they know who did it. That's exactly why they asked you to give your job description of what you would do, and you already made the statement, I'm not doing it because I'm not going to tell you how to get rid of me. 
that's the thing. They can't get rid of you if they don't know what to do. But if you give them a plan of how to do it, they don't need you. I'm off today, but I gotta go into work because the ones that are supposed to be smarter than me can't use the computer. They can't get their certifications done. But you need me to come over here. But then you'll tell me, well, you know, you're sure getting a lot of hours this week. Well, because the people that you hired are incompetent. But you can't help it that because of the fact that it, that makes them seem like they're inferior. But they really are. Because they're the figureheads. They can't make things work and move without us. Without people. So that's the issue. you got to allow Balaam to continue to bless you, even if it's frustrating. Because all that they're going to do is continue to bless you to the place of telling you where your destiny is versus what you see in their reactions, how they treat you. Can you tell me that too? Um, being a good mentor to your team? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. So with all that Marcus just said, couldn't you also say that learning how to be a good mentor or being mindful of being a good mentor to your team? Well, Mark was talking from the spiritual aspect um, about those he was talking. He was talking about from a spiritual aspect. You're talking more from a just a general, um, you know, just a general leadership perspective. So I'm not saying I'm not trying to say what you're saying doesn't apply, but I'm just saying he was talking more of in the spiritual aspect. Okay, I understand that. And then too, becoming being a mentor, you have to have compassion. And also the empathy and patience and quite a other few things and a lot of friends for people that you bring in on under your team. Because out of, out of bringing this together, it's like a relationship. You can go into a good relationship where you uplift and you mentor each other. Or you have one who wants to take authority over everything, and now they're an abuser. Mm-hmm. Or either wind up taking somebody else's work and try to pan it off as their own. But meantime, you're not doing anything that's lifting this person to make you better, but you steadily put them into a slave mentality.
And that's something that you have to watch out for, too. And out of misery to somebody, you have to really have the heart to do it. Do what? What did you say right now? I said to mentor someone or either a team, you really have to have a heart to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, it. About, I mean, what Mar just said about um, yeah, he's giving. Also, and he understands that, so he's acting that capacity. So it's it's an ebb and flow situation. Anybody else? Why else going once? Anybody else going twice? Anybody else going three times? Hey, since I'm on the bus, I'll go first. Continue, Father. Okay, are you um, practicing speaking a tongue minimum 15 minutes a day for your business? Yes. Huh? Yes. Okay. It could continue to do that. Um, I don't know if you got a journal or not, but just have one handy as God, you know, as my daughter says, you know, you can do stuff on your phone. But as God begins to, you know, give you specifics about things and clarity and stuff, just begin to write things down that come from, you know, as you're speaking or as God says, just begin to write stuff down. It might not make sense at the time. But just begin to write stuff down. On over a period of time, you'll begin to get clarity. 
and you even begin to connect the dots. So just be obedient and let God move you into the capacity that he wants to move you as he is revealing, as he is growing, as he is expanding your horizons. Remember, clarity is what, what he's going to begin to work on with you. So you will hear clearly and distinctly and distinguish between his voice, your voice, and the enemy's voice. So he will begin to clarify many things that are running through you so you will be able to know what is of him and what is not. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, one spread next. Woo. Who won't spread next? Who won't spread next? Who who won't spread next? Okay. Cupid, pull back your bow and let your flow straight to my lover's heart. Anybody else want prayer? Welcome to the juice bar. Huh? People start looking like and I just start laughing. <laughs> That's my side job. Oh, okay. See, you know, we're talking about, you know, the, the mini hat. So that's one of the things I run out there when I need to make a few dollars. I just go on out there. Oh, 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 oh. Start the crooning on the corner. Oh, 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 And people start running to give me money. Oh, please shut up. And I go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that takes a joke. Y'all ready? Okay. How has that been working out for you? Hey.
Like we say back when we was in school, you, what had happened was you already had known what the deal was. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was gonna stop riding out on my brother. Hi, woman. Y'all hear me? Huh? I was gonna stop riding out on my brother. That's right. I'm sorry. Did you say something to me, sir? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you say? Y'all gonna start riding out? Y'all gonna start riding out on my brother? Oh. Your brother needs to learn how to behave. But again, huh? I'm just saying. Um, you can pray for me now, so well, I can appreciate it. He ain't in the best of company. He ain't in the best of company of behaving. Oh, that's true. Oh gosh. If you will, sir. You ready, I appreciate it. Okay, dear. I'm going to pray for you and your crew, dear. Oh, you know such what? a wonderful thing. Um, well, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I got a text from Deborah. Her daughter's friend, boyfriend, killed himself this morning. Her daughter's friend? Boyfriend. Oh, really? In so the... Iris's friend's boyfriend killed himself? Yeah, in the apartment they're living in. What apartment? Who living in? Whatever they they were living together, he killed himself in the apartment. Okay. And it might be in Atlanta somewhere. Okay. But Iris wasn't living with him, right? That's what no, I was no. trying to get to. Okay, so it's just the... Okay. Iris was... Wow. What do you think, child? is Ashley. Do you know Ashley? you remember Ashley? Okay. That's all you had to say. Oh. I heard it was a bunch of crying. And all I, I heard was hello. That's what I was saying, because you wasn't listening to me. Wow. Father God, let me lift up that whole situation, Father. Run to the Run to the Run Father God, I'm That's what happens when hope is extinguished, Lord. Mm. Oh, Jesus, when hope is distinguished, Father. Shut it up, go sit there. Father God, I speak to those dead situations and speak life to them now, Lord. In the midst of the hurt, the pain, the darkness, I speak life. Holy Spirit, go in and introduce them to you. Go in, introduce them to you so they will get an understanding of who you are and refuge what you do. Because as long as we are attached to you, Father, there is place moving their hearts and in their lives, Lord. Oh, shit, it'll go, Sandaka. Moving their hearts and in their lives, Father, the course, and make a connection with you, Lord. 
Following what the devil meant for bad, Lord, turn it around for good so you can begin to get the glory from this negative situation. I'm asking you to... Your holy, holy name it is so. Amen, amen, and amen. Mm. Amen. Mm. I just reflect back on that, 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 that dream that Morgan had. All right. Mm. Sucked the life out of that real quick, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you did. Thanks a lot. Oh, no problem, you know. Oh. Ooh, went there. Let me go ahead and pray for your crew. <laughs> Lord, let me lift up the children. Punch and go to the punch. I can eat your egg. You to go to the here is your grandi to go Ebony, your grandi to go Dari, your grandi to go Sisha to go Sa. I both get in there, and everybody else will run to go Sisha 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 no, this here. Wherever you at, start it. Let me get the dose. Rondo go William and Anna, you're the Bobby, you're go to the Grondo, Angie, or the Donald, you're go to the Gun. Rondo go to the Gosser, you're go to the Gosser, you're going to 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 Randy go say she go say she go say she randa go randa she go say she go say randa go say randa go say she go randa go say randa go say what are you gonna go to the group? I'm gonna separate him. Your church. Grasca to go to Shirakan, Randago Sisha go Surakanda. Roshka to go to Shirandago Sisha go Sisha go Saraka. Boshka to go to Shirandago Sisha go Saraka, Ragasa Ragasa. Boshka to Zaraka, Sakara. Your job. Roshka to the Gandhi did the Kabuko Ukate. Ooh, interesting. Okay, very interesting. So check this out. You know, I was listening to you before talk about um, your, um, you know, your your review on this, that, and the other, and then, you know, people that said and the other. So now, this is the thing. Since now your job is being used by God for a training mechanism. Amen. So you approach it from that aspect. So now, what do I mean? 
Well, we already talked about, you know, um, you observing and seeing things and ideas and people and stuff like that and God revealing things to you. So now, he might actually ask you to train somebody to take over your job. Ooh, did I just, did I just a twitch? Well, not that time. Here's the thing. You go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And, and you're doing it, you know, well, that's what they asked you to do, so that's fine. Or they probably wouldn't ask you to do it because they're going to be, tr- you know, secretly trying to, you know, do it. But God's going to reveal stuff to you so you know what it's about. But see, their agenda and his agenda is two different things, and that's getting right back to what Mike Mark was talking about, Baal and Balaam. So their agenda, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get her to do this, that, and the other. God's agenda, I'm giving you managerial training. I'm giving you lead, all, all the different things that you need for where he's taking So don't worry about what they're trying to do. Because, see, they can't right now. They, let, me, let me say it like this. That's exactly what Marcus is saying. They could try to get up to kick you out the room, but they can't. Because God's purpose and God has been strategically maneuvering and managing this whole situation for this moment right here, they can't they can't do it. God is gonna uniquely oh come on now. God is not only gonna use the situation to uniquely train you, he's gonna use the situation to uniquely promote you. Ha! I'm gonna even say more than promote you, propel you. Because this is the thing. You can show somebody how to do your job, but the thing, they ain't going to be able to do it like you. And when they get out to do it, and then by that point in time, you already have stepped into the destiny to that next level because they're failing to try to do what you told them to do. They, I'm telling you, they're going to call you back. But see, when they call you back, now you're dealing with EPA. <laughs> Now you're dealing with oh, you got this capacity. Because, mm, mm. see, God is strategically maneuvering this whole thing. That's why it's so important that you walk in excellence and you hold your head up high and you laugh and you smile when he comes. And he's, so how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing better than you can expect because I, I hear you, God. I hear you. You just stand, you just smile, and you just watch God. Amen. So, Sam, so therefore, what you're really saying is this, is that they're pushing me to the place of stretching me mm. where they can no longer make me uncomfortable. Say that again. Mm-hmm. They're pushing me to a place of stretching me, but how they're stretching me, it's not making me uncomfortable. It's getting me used to the places that I need to be in because they can't stress me anymore. Mm. Because if you remember, Sam, they already asked her to stay over transportation. Mm-hmm. That's managerial already. But if you read the text message that I just sent you, they're going to come back and offer her something else because they know that she's going to leave. And they understand that because of the fact that she's in the space that she's in, she could train somebody to do the job. But they can't do the job because she's the job. 
I could train you to do what I do. But mm. You're always going to have a deficit there because you're not me. Mm. Mm. You always going to come off short because you ain't me. You always going to come out sideways and it's don't, it, 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 it might be close. As, as Erica says, the statistics are going to be off because I didn't do it. That's the issue with the world dealing with us who are saints that basically are doing the most upright thing in the positions that we're in because when we leave, (coughs) there is a hole there that cannot be filled. You're going to have to have three people to do the one person's job. You know, uh, amen, God. Um, you know, one of the seniors told me last last week, um, she asked me, was I trying to do something else? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, but why? She said, because, you know, it's not going to be the same if you're not the one that's managing this program because... <laughs> You know, I said, well, you know, sometimes things happen and you just have to, you know, move forward. And she said, I wish you all, I wish you well. But I'm going to miss you. Well, she said, no, but the program is not going to be the same. She said, it doesn't matter who they bring in to do this, but it's not going to be the same. Because one thing about it is you know how to communicate with us. You know how to talk to us. You respect us. And she said most of the people in this whole building, they talk at us. They don't talk to us. And she said, you know, she said, I, I, you know, I'm happy for you, but I sure hate that you'll be gone wherever you're going, she said, because it just won't be the same. Well, amen. I said, thank you, Tyler. But it sucks that you have to hear that from them. And then the people that need to hear them say that, she already said, don't listen to them. Right. Yeah. And then I was informed today, you know, as I told you, they flattened our... Um, department, and so they have six managers. I've been told, though Sandra is my supervisor, that this guy that's over the Office of Aging, I've been given a calendar. This ought to make you feel real good, Sam. Thank you. But on June the 15th, they're having World Elder Abuse Day. And I've been selected as the person to speak. Granted, they had this meeting yesterday that I was not in attendance because I'm not under his supervision. So that means you got four slated, you got six more coming. And it says, well, Alicia is the only one in the office that 
done elder abuse. She's trained in law enforcement on elder abuse. So I suggest she's the person that does it. And so someone else said, and I was just told about this maybe an hour ago. Well, is there anyone else in the office that does elder abuse other than Aretha? said, well, Kathy did do it, but she's no longer here, so no, it's only her. Now watch this, Sam. Oh, that is that even when you're not in the room, I'm going to make your name. Speak with that shot. With you're not even in the environment, I'm going to make them speak with them. How is in one department is one person saying so quote unquote bad, but that's the only one you're talking. Yeah. And that's the same thing I said. I said, Oh, you mean they elected me the incompetent one? Now I'm gonna ask you, are these people who elected you people or in leadership positions? I'm yeah. say again. For that called you to come and speak. Are they people who are in leadership positions? Uh, well, they have yet to t- ask me, but the person that recommended me, yes, they are. Okay, but I'm saying from a meeting of leaders. From a meeting of leaders? I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I didn't hear you clearly. I'm going to ask you, he's a leader, right? Leader in the company. Oh, he's um, he's the manager of Office of Aging, yes. Meeting that he came from, who was all in the meeting? Uh, it was just his division plus uh, the fiscal officer. So you got managers? You said Only the fiscal two. officer? Isn't Only that compl- two. Huh? Yeah, only two. So you had two managers. Right. Was there anybody else in the meeting? Not, not that I know of. Uh, yeah, not that I know of. Okay, so what I'm trying to get to is you have people who are in leadership position recognizing who you are and your capabilities, but those who are around you are the ones that are trying to pull you down. Right. Right. I'm telling you, classic, true to form. Classic, true to form. That's what it's always like that. Let me go back on me. Nobody asked me nothing. So, basically, it sounds like this. Hey, Israel, you're not honored in your own home. You hear me? Yeah. You're not going to be honored in the places that you occupy on a regular basis. It has to be seen from somebody else's purview and perspective. But you hear every day, and it, and it says, how long have you known me that you couldn't spend one hour with me in prayer? And it then it says, no given the labor among you, but somebody from a different department has to know about your labor. Mm. 
You know, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. I could be wrong. I don't know much. But this might be that time when you're getting that message that it might be time to move out and move on and elevate and do your thing. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. Right now, what she needs to do, and I'm telling you, she needs to rock this speech out with her cock out. She needs to rock it out. Why? Because I'm going to leave this marker in this water as my mission book. Because you're going to remember this day. You're going to remember this day real good and clear in your mind. So this is the last time I'm going to do one of your elder care conferences for World Elder Day. You're going to So I have to make a mark right here. And I, I need to make this mark. I need to make this thing, too. Because this is where you're going to show them the deficit in their face that you're leaving. And I, and I, sent, I sent them a text message. After you do this, they're going to try to keep you there and try to offer you something else. But you have to basically do this thing and do it with everything that is in it. And as God says, magnanimously contain the room and fill the room with this glory. So all the there can see what you are, who you are, who you are, and how you're not going to let one way or the other have everybody in the this is going to be on you and you, you don't think that you have a face the thing that she had to do to, to smash you and smother you and block you is to tell you Your own, your own, um, your own empire. Why? Because you've already done everything else for everybody that's now. You have to leave a lasting mark on them. Basically, say here and be Obama. Drop the mic on them when you're done. That's how your speech has to be. You got to drop the mic on them when you're done. Mm. You didn't appreciate me here. Maybe you might appreciate me in my app. Maybe, maybe not. But I will say this, Lord, I hear you. I hear you, Lord. From a business perspective, Erica, when you do finally make your move, give them your your 
information. Say that again, Sam. Hey, the two people who made the decision for you to speak. Uh-huh. When you finally do step out, you give them your business contact information. Oh, okay. Yep, because they're going to be your peers now versus your um your employers or your um your um your managers. Okay. Your peers now, where you can basically have those conversations with them. I'm just going to reach out to them afterwards and ask them. Ask them what are their suggestions. Basically, bring them a proposal as to what you're going to speak about so they can see what you're bringing to the table. Because once you leave, those are just going to be the main ones to ask why it's all that you go. Your job, your church, okay, I got you. Yeah, you, yeah, thank you. Let me pray for Tony. Run to go to the Ganron, she to go book, run to the shit, there to go, run to go, she to run to
Five one four. I got it. Um, no. What? Somebody We're gonna have to. We gonna whoever. Somebody got kids. It's a oh, lot. I mean, yeah, and it's not me. It's not. Yeah. Me. But somebody's going to have to mute because I think all of your prayer I didn't even hear, which is okay. But, yes, if if and let, if you're not speaking, could you please put your phone on mute so that we are able to hear? Thank you. All right. Most of the prayer was in, in um, tongue anyway, so you're good. Okay. All right, now who wants to pray now? Oh, me. Okay. Well, it makes sense, but he says as you evolve, the school will evolve. As you grow, the school will grow. Makes perfect sense. So you keep applying. Now, recognize spiritual first, then natural. Don't get the order confused. Because if you start trying to implement natural things before you implement spiritual things, you're going to stunt your growth. He tells you in his words, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness. Then all these things will be added to you. So you must seek him first. You must ask him what, how, when, where. Spiritual first. Then the natural things. Whatever he tells you, however, the marketing, whatever he tells you to do. But if you try to do it, if you say, well, I got to do this, and I'm going to put my Bible down later, I'm going to study this later, you're starting your growth. Not a way to go according to the world, Caesar, but you're starting your growth because he's the provider. So never, never Never get to a position or a point where you say, I'm going to put God, I'll do it later. I'm not trying to say, you know, we all get tied up and stuff. I'm talking, but because see, if you start doing that and then it begins to become a habit and he becomes on a back burner, then you're going to wonder why things start falling apart. And at this point, I don't think you can stand for anything to fall apart because it's barely being held together. But he's established, what What do we say, the infrastructure he's establishing for the empire he's building? Mm. T.D. said, I mean, T.D. And, and, and Joel in the morning when they said it, I just had, you know, they, they were talking about Ruth and Naomi and, 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 and mm, mm, mm. bottom line, I'm going to say, what they were saying, because Joe was talking about death, burial, and resurrection. Our things are died, then they're buried, but then if you stay it with it, God will resurrect it. 
and he was just talking about that. And then T.D. came and talking about Ruth Naomi. And, and I remember Fannie Marie talking about Myra and her bitterness, but said at the end, at the end result, when, when Ruth came and presented the child to Naomi, they didn't say that Ruth had a child. They said that Naomi had a child, and she nursed him. And T.D. said, see, how things don't happen how we think they need to happen. If it had happened the way that she would have happened, she would have had children, boys and girls, men and women, but because things she submitted and allowed God to be God, whereas she would have had children, God brought forth kings and queens. Because, see, Ruth begat Obed. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David. Come on now. And through David is the lineage of the Messiah. So don't just because your dreams have died, because it's not working out the way that you think it should. You let that thing go down in the grave so God can bring it back up to life and it will begin to create that which he's called to be. And you will have four empires because it's birthed on the word of God. So stand firm with new legacy. You stand firm in your own walk and you just submit and let God finish the processes that he's taken to you through. So you too can beget queens and kings from that which God has told you to put your hand to because you're affecting a community. Don't ever get it twisted, sister. Don't ever get it twisted, sister. Each life that you touch, you're affecting a community. You're affecting a destiny. So don't you stop. Don't let Satan deter you. You press your way because God called you to this and God will see you through it. <laughs> Shut it up. So, Holy Spirit, anoint this woman of God right now. Give her the strength, the dexterity, uh, whatever is needed so she can persevere to the end, Lord. Give her the vision, the insight, and the fortitude to march on in spite of whatever's coming against her. Let her not pull back but to press on till she becomes the fullness of what you called her to be. In Jesus' name I pray.
you know what happened to me last year with the district and what just happened to Arthur. Do you know that my sister friend, I don't want to say because this call is recorded, so I don't want to say any names, but you know my good sister friend here. Um, hello? Yeah, I'm here. My good sister friend who has her spa business. I'm not going to say any names. Um do you know that they're trying to do the same thing to her, and they told her that you you can either resign, we can fire you, or you can shut down your business, make a choice? Wow. Is, is that not the craziest, most wicked stuff you ever heard? And a direct, a direct attempt of the enemy to shut. She's had this business for seven years. Wow. And they shut it down. And I'm like, damn. I mean, dog, I said the enemy is getting, you see how bold he getting? You see Where's how her business he at? It's here, in the county. Is it in the same, is it, it's in the same district where she teaches? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God. It, but it just was crazy. I mean, just to, just to say directly, you shut it down. Are we going to cut off your income? Yeah. And you know what? Can I tell you all how gangster my sister is? And watch why she my sister. She was like, oh, so you think you're going to manhandle me and you think you're going to make me shut down what God is holding me responsible for? She said, well, you drop whatever paperwork you need to. Let me know when I need to be there and why, but you ain't taking nothing from me, devil. And it just was amazing because when she told me that, I was like, yeah, oh, I said, we getting bold. Oh, okay. I see how this thing is going. Hmm. Okay. But I, I and, think that's a very valuable um, insight and lesson for us to understand that um, when when the enemy, he is And I think just as your girlfriend is doing, we have to be just as bold. Uh -uh. All right. Because the enemy's goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. And just like yesterday with the call, because we were not able to get back on talk to you, we had to find an alternative. Because I started laughing when Sam sent out the text that we would go to the alternative. Because I even thought back to the days when he used to call me and then he'd tell me to call somebody. And then when Cheryl get on the phone and she had three-way calling, could she call somebody? And, we, and that's how we were doing the prayer calls in. Mm, because Sam would load up his three-way because he'd call me and somebody. Well, do I have three-way? I need you to call somebody. And he'd give me the number and then so on and so forth. And so it's just amazing that, you know, our training, you know, we see the growth from us, you know, being from that place that where we're doing it now on talk show avenues or venues, but you also have to remember from whence you came because when – the, when the enemy shows up, you know, change things for you, you can't, you have to, you know, use other resources. But you also have to basically look him in the face. You do. When I did, when I didn't have the technology, 
now that I have it, I'm still going to whoop you. I'm still going to give this all that I got. You're going in and out. You're dying out on us. I said, we, we have to look at him in the face and know him. We're not opposed to him the old way because the way it still works. Right. And so that, you know, we have to have that same type of tenacity. Because with the enemy, it typically boils down to a fear factor. It's funny that you should say that because, to be very honestly, what it boils down to, the enemy is nothing but a bully. Right. And what are most bullies? When you basically stand up to them and yep. say, okay, well, if you want to fight, let's fight. Right. They break down. Because what does it say in heaven? When we get to heaven, we all going to say, that's that little thing that was bothering us? <laughs> Come on now. You mean that little thing is what kept me from walking into who God called me to be? That's what I was afraid of? Come on now. Come on now. But see, our advantage is skewed because we're looking through us. We are not looking through the eyes of God. Oh, my God. If that ain't a revelation, I don't know what it is. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Wow. Mm, that blessed me. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And, uh, to go along with your prayer, I will just say this because you know, you, you brought up the bullying, you brought up, you know, um, you know, the small thing. And for you, Lisa, um, you know, I was, I don't know why I didn't think of it last night because I think we, our conversation was just talking about you as an individual, you know, your spirit being in tune with God and what he was saying to you. But in the business perspective, in terms of uh, new legacy. You know, I was listening to the news yesterday, and right in the, um, the county that Iris was living in, if they still live in that area, Sam, there is a school that, you know, it's honors season for most of the schools because, you know, the the school year is just, you know, uh, ending and commencing. So they had honors day. And at this middle school in the neighboring county, they gave um, an award. You know, they give awards to these students, you know, most likely to succeed. And they gave an award to a student, a young girl, I think she was 12, 13, somewhere between 12 and 14, most likely not to pay attention. 
and the, they had they put they had it on the news yesterday. I was rather flabbergasted, but that's what they actually they had a ceremony. They had a trophy. They had the the trophy. They had the um little plate on the trophy where it says most likely not to pay attention. And this girl has been diagnosed with ADHD. And so we talk about, you know, your calling with New Legacy and how important it is, you know, that our kids have a found, you know, a firm foundation, you know, when they're being educated, when they're being taught. And this is a prime example because, you know, the mother was, you know, the mother called the news and she did an interview, and one of her concerns is they call her when they complain about her daughter's uh, lack of attentiveness, the fact that she's causing trouble in class or when they can't get her to behave or act a certain way. But the same school that calls the mother to discipline the child is the same school that rendered this type of trophy or ceremony, and they let it be announced in public. And so that this is one of those other things where the enemy is trying to attack to kill this spirit of this child, let alone her mother and everyone else that's associated or attached to this child. And remember, we're talking about New Legacy in Illinois. We we hadn't talked about the effect it's going to have on people outside of Illinois. Right, but remember the um, the message that the man said about having to rename some things? Mm-hmm. We need to rename her and that, just like we renamed the baby's deaf and closed verse to hearing. Mm-hmm. When we are presented these things, I think that that is a clear indicator that God is giving us the opportunity, like the pastor said, to rename those things. And and, and it was not just to, to kill her spirit. It was to kill the destiny of hers and the ones that are to follow her. Because this little girl is going to grow up to be a woman. This woman is going to have children. And you, we don't need that legacy of not paying attention and not being um, competent and not being able to focus and not being able to be not distracted to follow her for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And and that be a generational thing for her children. Right. So we got to rename it. Hmm. On that note, um, I want y'all, we need to put up a prayer of thanksgiving for the manifestation of the complete healing for data. Yes, okay. So uh, one of you all, let Erica lead that prayer. How about that? We all get in agreement with Erica. So she can exercise her gifting that God is going to be having to use when she's speaking at these conferences. Uh Uh-oh. And it's manifestation of what? I'll get you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we pray for healing for her, her ears. 
And so what we're going to do, we're not going to ask God for it. We're going to thank him for the manifestation of the healing because the prayer has been put forth. So we're standing in agreement with the prayer to the manifestation comes to completion. Did I break that down in air charism? Oh. Yeah, he tried to. See, Jerry, that'd be all him, and he'd be trying to add me into it. I don't be doing none of that. He can't take a butt whipping by himself. He's got to give me the help. I was just trying to make sure she understood, and I was trying to use them big words that she'd be using and the eloquency of uh, such, so I just, you know. Hey, dear, I thought the tail dog was supposed to have the most strength and take it all for the team. Uh, see, now, hmm. Yo, hmm. Was, hmm. information, hmm. I was number three. I was not the last one. Nah. All right, come on through. Come on through, Trey. Come on through, Trey. Mm-hmm. Pray. Pray. Oh, sorry. Big brother, Juicy Booty. <laughs> Pray, Erica. Oh, I know she's going to laugh on that one. <laughs> Yeah, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Amen, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, gracious God, our Father. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Mm, Holy is your name. Kesitera さらはしけしてれ Kesita そこしてれへししれもこしれ。けしゃらそとろもこしれ。けしゃらそとろもこしれ。けしゃらそとろもこしれ。けしゃらそとろもこしれ。けしゃらそとろもこしれ。けしゃらそとろもこしれ。け
Keshara hasi tere mokoshire. Mekeshire hei sotoro mokoshara. Koshire hei si tere. Zetara mokoshara hasira. So koshire hei si tere. Mokoshe ti shire shatara hasi tere mokoshati. Keshara ha sotoro mokoshara. Sire hei si tere mokoshire. Koshara hasire. Mekeshire hei si tere. Koshara sotoro mokoshire. Keshara hasi tere. Sera in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know what? And it just, as Erica was praying, and this is going right back to Lisa, and it's going right back to what we're talking about, you know, the connectivity. Check this out. She's given a child who's barely reading deaf in one ear. Now, through the course of the year, this child is not only reading, this child is encouraged and excited about reading and learning to the point that she wants to go to NASA. Then we stand in the gap and pray for healing for this child. Do you know what's going to be unleashed in that child when she gets a manifestation of hearing? Ain't nothing impossible. Oh, oh my God. Do, do you see that? Mm. Oh, my God. When you t- and see, this is the importance of Lisa standing and standing there for. Do you see the transformation that's going to take place in that child, in that family? You ain't going to be able to tell that child nothing about her Jesus. Come on now. Oh, oh come on now. Come on now. I don't know if y'all see this. And the family and the doubt what, but see, I know my God. I know what my God can do for me. I. I am the testimony of what He can do. What you talking about? You mm, come on. I just I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Understand mm, mm. what you're really saying to me is that Jesus come on the scene. This this upswinger. You said Jesus what? You you're breaking up, Mark. So you mean to tell me that Jesus is waiting on the scene to come up on the scene so he can bless just her but her family. Mm. 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 Because all of them about the diagnosis. You need to let them know who. Um, and I told my barber Sunday, and he just looked at me like I was crazy. I said, just gives God prescription to allow heaven to move. Mm, mm, right, 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 right. I remember you saying that. Yes. Yes. Everybody knows that's a diagnosis. But Jesus has to wait to write out his so everybody can see you. Mm. Wow. Mm. 
this is the same thing when he allowed the little girl who was dying to in public display, where he wrapped her in his words. Hmm. And that's why that and that's why that's what that, that, that goes right back to the picture whose name is. Why Lisa named her place New Legacy. Because the new in legacy means that the old one don't count no more because I'm standing in the gap of something. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. New legacy means that I understand that you what you were born to. So that's mm. what I'm that's not what I'm nurturing you to. Mm. 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 Generational curses beware. Oh, not the son of Mafaro. But the son that has the power of my right. I told y'all last week when I was in this kitchen and I was praying and I was praying for my patient and everything and this is the testimony God told me to tell all of y'all to keep on prophesying and praying foolishly because he was going to do it every time because we believed in him. Mm. Now, this man I take care of every day Sam, I wanted to scream and holler and run, but I had to act like I was dignified, Sam. <laughs> oh, I know that was a stretch. <laughs> Sam, I had to act like I was dignified and I had some some some, some home training. <laughs> the doctor comes in and looks at him and says, I understand that he has a traumatic brain injury, and I understand that he has Alzheimer's dementia, but he's at a place where you cannot... Um, give a um, true hypothesis as to when he's going to die. Is that about show? Mm. Wow. Because she says he 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 doesn't fit in those categories no more. I said, come on, come on, come on. What that meant to me was this. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I'm a pra- I'm a practicing physician. And I'm a walk. Sam, I, pra- I, I, I practice medicine. But I can't mm. call this one. It's medicine, baby. The word is medicine. Sam, Sam I'm a practicing physician. That's how I show. But I can't call this one, y'all. Y'all don't know that this just just took me to a whole different place. I said, God, I know something's happening here. I know it's the purpose here. And God, I said, this time around, the purpose can't be for eight months and then my patient died. I said, God, I need you to allow the ex um the um the experience of life to live on. And I said, Father, if I have to stand proxy and turn my face to the wall like Hezekiah did, do it for me. Now watch this, Sam. A couple days ago, you prayed 
that same Hezekiah prayer for me, and that was my confirmation for him. When she told us that she could not give a true articulation as to where he is, and he's outside of the scope and he's outside of the measurements that can be described as when he's checking out, that was done. Hello? All it says, wow and amen. Wow. Hmm. All righty. Huh. Um, I'm gonna lift up Cheryl. Rondo go session to go session to go session to go session. Oh, goodness gracious. Rondo go session to go session to go session. Rondo go session. Father God, continue to move in our sister's family. Continue to move in our sister's heart. Continue to touch and keep them, Lord. Let them find the peace that is needed. Let them get up out of themselves and tap into you, Father. Let your word continue to resound and reside in that house, that household, which means it extends beyond that particular house, but it's touching each family, <laughs> each family member. And the seven degrees of separation, Lord. Father God, just continue to move in the unique capacity that you need to move in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I'm going to listen to my instincts, <laughs> and I'm going to pray for Pam. Father God, Yes, Holy Spirit. And Miss Felicia, who been saying, well, you going to pray for me. I done asked you 25 times already. I'm praying for you now. It's your sister's fault. I'd have done it earlier, but she got on a rampage about her job and new legacy and, and all this other stuff, so I had to wait. You know, I'm sorry. You can need to get on now. <laughs> all right, then. Let me pray for Felicia. Me and Mark are going to pray for you, Felicia. Rondi to go session, 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 Rondi
what you're going to do. See, that's what the enemy can't understand is why do you keep going through this? Because, see, when you look into Jesus' eyes, and you see that love that he has for you, see, this is when you can be, this when you can be stingy. He's got a love for you, a compassion, and a... And it just meets you where nobody and nothing else could. That's what keeps you pressing on. That's what keeps you getting over yourself. That's what keeps you saying, okay, God, I'm going to try one more time. Because if he has enough faith in you, why should you give up on yourself? And that is my prayer for you, Felicia. I don't know what Brother Mark might say, but all I got to say is amen. Can you pray for Felicia? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you said you were going to pray for her. That's fine. I just finished. That's what I want you to pray for. Okay. Shabbat 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 I hear him saying that don't get weary and well doing. Sam, why are you laughing, Sam? I'm laughing because you weren't even on the phone and you repeating what I just said, but there's another way. I'm going on mute. <laughs> See, I don't like you, Sam. I don't like you at all. That a lot. I'm used to it. It don't even phase me no more. But stand in line. It's a long line. But I don't get weary and well doing because it doesn't seem what you would want to do right now. But it's okay. Because he says, if I said it, then for I will do it. Am I not a man that I keep my word? Am I not the same man that's been a perfect gentleman all this time? If I was, if I promised you a thing, you can take that thing to the bank and cash it for one simple reason, because I'm God. And besides me, there is no other. I sit high and I look low. 
and I am concerned about the things that you're concerned about. And not only is it well, it will be well, and it shall be well, and it will stay well according to who I am. Don't get distracted. Keep focus on the goal. Keep moving forward. Keep on doing what you're doing. to show you who I am, I'm bringing you out of. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Who else wants prayer? Actually, pray for my niece and for Punt. You know, I've been meaning. I've been doing that all the day. You know, because I supposed to pray for. Uh, I pray. You talking about Kanisha, right? Mhm. All right. See if you can get Punch on the line real quick. You able to text her? My hands are wet. Okay. I'll go ahead and pray for Kanisha. All right. Father God, let me lift up Kanisha. Oh, really? Uh, really, Lord? Uh-huh. What's going on between them two? What's going on with what? What's going on between them? Uh, Kanisha? Yeah. Oh, because, like, look, as soon as I went to, like, hard head stuff and rebel, that, that's just, like, that's, that's why I like. <laughs> no, so I, I asked that question because as soon as Erica said individually, it seemed like there was a rift or a, a pulling, a pulling at each one another. Mm. It's something. Yeah, I know it's something. It's something. That's what's on me. Um, what's wrong going on? Hmm. I don't know. Randy to go say she to go son. Randy to go son. Bosco to go say she to Comboco. Well, Lord, this is the thing. And I think what it is is so much is, is well, how can I say this? If somebody wants, if she won't listen to me, she'll never listen to you. So it's really her being hard-headed and rebellious against what God is trying to get her to see and to do. So basically she takes it out on Erica. And that's really what it is, you know, cause, and that even makes sense because of Erica being who Erica is. She's seeing and trying to direct 
but again, Kanisha's getting in the way, and so it makes perfect sense. So Lord, now what are we supposed to do? Well, Father, we just intercede on behalf of Kanisha. Father God, for when she hits that wall, Lord, she'll be able to respond to your word. She's moving at 100 miles an hour toward it, Lord. She's doing those things that young people do. So, Father God, we're interceding on her behalf so that you will be the hider in yourself, Father. Mm. Keep her in you, Lord. Keep her when she even acts like she don't want to be kept, Father. Help us to see and to move in the fullness of who you're calling her to be. Not who she is right now, Lord, but who you be, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask you to touch her and her child right now so she will get up out of herself and walk in the fullness of the plans and purposes of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm. Amen. Mm-hmm. What's going on between them two? Between them? Mm-hmm. Like towards one another? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know. Didn't tell you. How I, feel, how I feel it is that Punch knows the strain that you're under. And you being mm-hmm. her mother, she wants to protect you. But yet, it's still Kanisha being just like a sister. She she want, she doesn't want to say what I know Punch is capable of saying. Like, listen here, Heifer. Well, that's, that's true. My mama. All that is true. That's my mama, and she's doing the job of my mom and your mom and your dad. And you need to step up to the plate. But I just feel that there was some a level of tension there because Punch is starting to understand and see the pressure or see what's the pressure that you could be put under, and she's wanting to do these things to help. But I don't necessarily think that um, Tanisha sees those things and Punch wants her to get them because it shouldn't just be my mom that's doing this for you versus your parents aren't there at all. It's probably relatively. I mean, that's you surmise well. Yeah, was that a compliment? Yeah. That was very funny, dude. Yeah. Very good for nature. So. It is May the uh, what, 17th, May the 18th at uh, no, uh, 12.56. Uh. <laughs> oh, you know what, Sam? I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> you got to document these things. <laughs> you better know it. Woo! Mm-hmm. Woo! She already got my train. She already got my train. No, 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 I told you I'm not going to be involved with with Sam and his shenanigans, and then I get cut. 
as a bystander mm-hmm. and I did nothing. I just want you to know, was that a compliment, Sam? That was one <laughs> too. I just want you to know. That was that was just being a little That been what then? Flick. Oh no. flick oh. No. Yeah. No, no, no. That was me being your little brother. <laughs> that was not me being sick. Little brother is slick at mouth too. Yeah, that's true. Alright, I'll go with Sam. You can tell me with family, that's fine. The little brothers are the little brothers are slick in the mouth somehow. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Uh punch on or not. Um I don't she hadn't responded to me yet. <clears throat> She might not be able to. Okay, I'm almost done. Are you on the computer, Erica? Yes. Can you see me on the computer? I can. What is, is it under so far's win? It is. Okay. I have to update my stuff. All right. Everybody else, one prayer. The native text, and if not, I'm going to get up off this line. Mm-hmm. You said you're going to do what? <laughs> oh, you got to stay on. <laughs> Why <are> you tripping? <laughs> you know, Erica, didn't nobody ask you nothing? I know. Didn't nobody asked you to be slick at the mouth either, but I guess it just happened to happen. You know what, see, you're going to make me... Mm. Now, you said you're going to do what, Sam? Mm-hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. You said you're going to do what? It's just in Professor X text. Oh, uh, uh, time to go. i got to go down my patient. No, you can't. No, you can't. My man needs me. Mm-hmm. God yeah. sure does right now. No, my man. He right mm-hmm. here. God is your man. No, not that one. Mm-hmm. This one. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Him too. He needs me. Mm-hmm. God needs you so you can handle look, both your men. Look, look, even though he's asleep, he needs me. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so nice of you. Even though he's asleep. <laughs> well, I had to, you know. I, I, you know, when when I said that he needed me, you know, and then you know, my my spirit said, you know, you're lying, right? Mm-hmm. You told us how much you were lying, too. <laughs> so I had to, you know, I had to, fix, I had to fix my life. You know, he sleeps. He might need me when he wake up, and you know, he sleeps right now. Mm-hmm. That ain't. I mean, that ain't good, man. That ain't good. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
I tell you, I can't wait till God start doing the molding. The molding? Yeah. What do you mean by that? You talking in code? Mm-hmm. When he get her done. It's going to be a lovely Come thing. Come on with Ah, yes, Lord. You want to know what Kanisha is to you? Huh? You want to know what Kanisha is to you? What? Remember when Lisa was talking about how you were going to be a, a surrogate mother and a mother to the women that are going to be a part of your legacy? Mm-hmm. Kanisha is a direct example of the nations that you will touch that mm-hmm. did not come from your womb. That will still call you mother and call you virtuous, but then need a blessing from you because they couldn't get it from where they came from. I didn't hear you say that I had to, you know, I can drop kick her in any of that. You said what? I didn't hear you say drop kick in the midst of anything you said. Oh, because I did say drop kick. Oh, you did? Okay. No, I didn't. Because the reason why this is that sometimes in that process, you want to drop kick them, but you have to love them beyond. Because they know better. And they know to do better. But nurturing versus nature has to take place. So you have to nurture them. That's what you're going to do with some of the women that you actually encounter. You're going to have to nurture them. Same thing you did with Maria. You nurtured her. Throughout those 30 years. You were a rock as a nurturer when she couldn't do some of those things. Now you say, roommate, now you know, and she said, I know, girl, but you still told her what was right, and then she'd come back and say, you know what, you was right. It's a nurturing thing for you now, because truly by your your normal nature, you are not a nurturer. You have to be cultivated to be a nurturer because these people have to be people that you care about. Because your 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 nature would be like, I'm doing this. But you are dealing in the spiritual realm. It's not about our nature. It's about us being nurtured as well as how we nurture others. Because 
accept his expectation of us to know how to keep them in the fold versus push them away. Even though some of them need to be pushed not just away, but over our ledge, honey. That's the drop kick right there. I gave you a drop kick. I need a physical one. Now, you know. I need a physical In the flesh. Listen, I ain't got no bail money this week. I ain't got it. I got no bail money this week. Sam, I got it, but I ain't got it. I can hide. Sam, you got bail money this week? Till y'all get paid. You sure what? I can hide the bruises till y'all get paid. But you still go kick her beforehand. <laughs> yeah, and I take pictures. I turn myself in as long as y'all go with me so I can be bailed out immediately. Sam, you got your hands. <laughs> he ain't, he ain't a response to everything. I know. That's not right. I know how to get to him. I'm thinking I'm getting a little headache. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why he ain't here. Okay, Nate can't come on, so um come on. <laughs> he ain't never heard nobody pray so praise God so happily. Such joy you displayed in your voice. Was you pray for me already? <laughs> I know you prayed for the school, but did you pray for me? Because I need it. But if you did, that's all right. Too. Sure, you want a special prayer? Though I did. I'll pray for you again, no problem. Jesus. Yeah, you might want to do that. You might want to do that. Jesus. So I'm going to end up, y'all going to be splitting the bill money up between me and Eric. Oh, Jesus, move. Uh-uh. Oh, Lord. Jesus, Real Lord. They're going to charge you for wire. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh, you could just do PayPal, send it straight to my PayPal account. How are you going to get it if you think I got your wallet? 
I keep my card in I keep my card in my sock. Jesus, keep me I'm sophisticated. I'm I'm for Diddy. I can't hang out with him though. I hear you talking. Oh, Okay. Anybody else? Um, Punch says she's getting ready to call in. She says she can listen. All righty then. You pray for me like at least <laughs> You said pray for you and what? Did you pray for me like at least Did I pray for you? No, I didn't pray for you, sir. Oh, you gotta love me. Somebody's going to love me. In my S-T-E-R-P. Are you ready for your presser? Let's punch on already. You can pray for Mark. I don't think she's on yet. Okay. 
Creative choices. Creative choices. The text that I sent out about holding on to what you have while you go forth into new things will come from creative choices. You are to tap into God, hear from him, and allow him to give you the plan through creativity to maintain that which you've already conquered. It is not for you to give up nor to give back. It is for you to press on and maintain that which you've already come. Ooh, shut up, I'm conquered. <laughs> so allow God to increase in you and through you so you can rise up to the next level that he's calling you to. Pull not back your hand, but trust in the saving power of God for the fulfillment of all Ramboske de Gosta Daska Ragandasha, your destiny. Should it go In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What are creative choices now, Jesus? So, what are creative choices? Yes. So, this is the thing. You come up to a situation that you're dealing with, and in all honesty, I don't know how I'm going. How this is going? I don't know. Good. You pull back. You go in your closet. You connect and allow him to unveil to you the way that it's be done. Now, why is it creative? Because in the ordinary, in the flesh, you wouldn't have thought of it. In the art, creative choices, Nate's invention, in the art, he wouldn't have thought of it. He's going to give you plans, designs, all different type of systems or whatever to implement in order for you to keep what has been done, but if you do it this way, then you can keep all of this. But if you do it your way, if you do it with the book, see, see the book again, all books are a foundation. So you get that information, but what do we learn? You take that information, you subject it to the spirit. So now, that's the creativity aspect. The creativity is going to come directly from the spirit of God. And when he shows so it to you, then you the implement it. Then you'll say, "Oh, I see how this can work." Yeah, you're talking about um, you're talking about here. Talking about what? Here. I'm talking about in general. I know, but but what you what that what you're saying right now is um, 
Talking about your work site? Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see it, man. Because, again, everything he's doing now is preparing you for the future. So, yeah, it makes sense. All right, I'm assuming Punch is on. She is. Okay. Hello, Punch. How you bees? I know you can't talk, so I'll just answer for you. I'm fine, Mr. Sam. Huh. A lot has to happen in a short amount of time. A lot has to happen in a short amount of time. Your kodiriko says she to go. Father God, give her the focus that's needed so that she can hear and move with purpose. She can't afford to waste time. She can't afford to sit around and just lollygag. Again, in the natural, it looks that way, but she doesn't see all that's coming her way. She doesn't see how things are shifting. So, Holy Spirit, give her the fire and the focus so she can hear, see, and move in accordance with your leadership. Let her not rest back in her but move in the fullness of who you call change is coming change is coming Mm. Mm. for this change is coming you must move with purpose and focus so you are prepared so that when it comes you will go okay I'm ready Father God connect with her in levels that are necessary and need so she can fulfill what you're calling her to do. Help her, Holy Spirit. She needs to hear from you in ways she has never done it before. She needs to connect with you in a deeper level than she has ever done before that will keep her settled and still as change is coming, Father, for she must be prepared. Grab hold of her hands, Lord, and walk her down the path that you are calling to so she can fulfill her destiny in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Interesting. Amen. That comes for you. Mm-hmm. What did you say? I was speaking to my niece. That must be that reserve for application. 
There's a call on that says reserved for application. I was trying to figure out who it was, but Punch says she switched calls, so it has to be her switch phone. Yeah, I switched to my uh, work phone because I don't want to be sitting at the front with my on my cell phone. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mrs. Sam. You know, I don't never really, really understand, <laughs> but you do today, don't you? I, I'm trying. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but you know, like what it means. I, you know, and maybe I'm just not really thinking about it right now. But that's fine. I mean, and and that that's fine because when it hits you, you're gonna, oh, that's what. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'll tell you. No problem. But what but that should tell you though is, God is gonna begin to speak to you, and we're talking about right now. We're talking about instincts, which is your spirit. So you cannot afford to just blow it off. You got to get up and do it now. It might not make no sense. Or you might think you got time. No. So you can't procrastinate. (coughs) Don't put it on a back burner. When the Holy Spirit tells you to do it, you just get up and do whatever it is he's telling you to because when when, when it hits you, you won't be able to go back. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but when it comes, you need to be prepared because then it'll be too late if you haven't done what needs to be done. You'll lose it. Okay. All right, anybody else? You got anything for him, Mark? No. Pray for me when we get out of here. Toto 
It's like keep moving, keep working. It's like um, I have a vision of you working, and it appears to be like underground, like in a cave of some sort, and you're there by yourself. It's um, but it's bright. It's not dark or dreary or anything. And the reason that you're there by yourself is because it's like you're preparing things for when either the shift comes in or you're preparing things while everybody is asleep. So when they awake, that they have all the things that, you know, God is asking them to do, that they have it, you know, I guess accessible to them so that they can get up and start moving. Mm, Okay. Because the thing is, when you are amongst the people, you are so busy um, providing guidance and leadership, and you're talking to the people. And so I, what I see, the reason why you're doing things by yourself is because this is when God talks. You said this is when God talks to me? And it's where he can talk to you uninterrupted because you you know, have been giving guidance and leadership and direction to other people. And so while they're asleep or while they're not there, you're, you're continuing to do God's work. But while you're working, you know, because you are multifaceted and you can multitask, he talks to you even when you're communicating with other people. But this is where you get your one-on-one time with him and you still get the instruction that he gives you. Hmm. And so, you know, when I guess when the shift or the workforce is up and moving, whatever time of the day that may be, um, you're constantly giving of yourself. So this is the opportunity uh, where God is giving to you so you can be receptive mm. without any distraction, without anything deterring your attention from what he's saying and what he's, you know, pouring into you that you won't have to give at this particular time to anybody else. It is so funny because 
even though how I see it is like the vision has you covered in cloth, and that is the covering of God because oftentimes this work can be very dirty because of the pouring and the pulling that happens, you know, the exchange. You pour into people, and as Mark said, they pull on you, but it's just like being, um, it's a dirty job because it's weird, but your clothing is the, um, is, is representative of the covering that God has on you or has over you. So it's like your head is covered and your your body is covered, but that's God covering and protecting you with all of the back and forth, you know, that's going on with you pouring. You know, when he pours into you, you pour into people and people pulling from you. So you continue to just, you know, function as God has, you know, uh, instructed or ordained you to move at this particular time because, you know, uh, there's greater work that he has to give, you know, to you and to others through you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, amen. Mm-hmm. I'm like Pam, not amen. <laughs> Sam, the um, the the because of the the cave is not a cave like a. It's not like a. It's not bad, and I have to keep on reiterating that the cave is more of a protection and a safe place for you. Like my bear. Like 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 the bat cave. I can go in there and I have all my resources, or whatever I need to get, to do what I need to do. Right, and it's not and it's it's not a bad cave. It's like it's just like it's a, that's why Erica was just like saying it. Um, like it's kind of like a man cave. It is. That's what it is. It's like it's like you you are comfortable with the surroundings there. You you can work at your own pace, but you're there by yourself. It's when you can steal away when he can talk to you. Mm-hmm. Where nobody's there and pulling on you and being distra- you're distracted by hearing what he's saying to them versus hearing what he's saying for you. It's a place where you can basically. It's like your inner. Your, that's where your inner peace is. Your inner sanctum, where you're getting the peace and you're getting that understanding, but yet and still, you're getting the directions on how to lead. You're getting directions on how to basically do things, and you're getting the directions on how to stay focused because of the fact that when you're on the call, when you're doing all these different calls, you're being pulled in different directions and being guided by the Spirit. But it's basically Sam's time, that me time that you need with God. Mm-hmm. And that's why but – but the other part of that was where you're preparing – it's like what, what, what Erica was talking about, the shoveling or the preparing is like what you're doing is building foundations. And it's like this is what I see. It's like you building a slab of cement and you basically having them. It's like, it's like a, a salt mine in a sense where you're preparing and mining, but you're building a foundation where you can hand them a foundation and the foundation is God, but you're basically building those foundations so when it's time for you to 
basically pass the foundations out. You don't have to be building them because you already have them in reservoir. Mm-hmm. You already have a, I'm a reservoir for them. You already have them stored where the foundations are being built. That's Erica laughing? Um, yeah. The foundations are being built because you're passing them out, and the foundations is naturally of God and who God is, but you're passing them out because you're preparing in this time frame because you don't have time to prepare in the morning when you got everything going on. Mm-hmm. So you got to prepare when everybody else is sleeping, when he can take some time with you and you can build and those things of that nature. Because if not, you wouldn't have your own time with him because if that would be the case, you would be up 24 hours because everybody's always going to need you. So, that mug is something he's talking about. Oh, you talking about Sam? Yeah. Look, look as I'm on the floor while y'all talking, uh-huh. Yeah, I know. But, you know, the conversation you and I had last time, well, me, you, and uh, Lisa, when I was saying, you know, when you, when God allows you, well, first, when God is breaking you and, 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 and rebuilding you or molding you again, you know, because we, we've done things for however many years or however long, believing, condition, you know, it's reconditioning. But we do things for so long, being comfortable with it. And then when he allows you to have that small taste of peace and you desire it's so tantalizing to your taste buds that you desire it more. So your reconditioning is whatever those things that you typically did to find peace or that comforted you, you now find that peace in doing the work that God is giving you, but you're the you know, that's the reconditioning. Mm-hmm. And then the peace comes with the fact that you have an opportunity to be to have that one on one time with him. And so because you know that brings you peace and it's so soothing because it gives you that time and opportunity to block away all the other things that nag you distract you, get on your nerves, make you weary. So this is the peace, and this is how you get it. So this is why you enjoy it. So this is your reconditioning and your new normal. Yeah, and, 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 and with that, the funny thing about that was when Eric was talking about it, some people have become burdens, and I get that, and I understand that, but the funny thing is is that like this time around it's a settling place for you but it's like you look forward to this time with God now versus it being like a burden like yeah Lord what you want now <laughs> it's like now it's just like okay it, it, you know what it is I think I said it a couple of days ago it's a settling where it's just like okay you know I'm okay here. I mean, I, I know this is where I'm supposed to be at, and I'm not going to fight, and I'm not going to kick against the prick, God. I'm going to do what you said, and it's like, you know, and now you are giving me the capability to stand where I occupy my space at, and I don't have to basically force myself to stand there because I'm willing to do this now. I'm not, and, and, I, and I'm not fighting your tutelage for me to lead and, and, and push people the way that um, you have me to push them because right now I, I'm, I'm okay with where I am right now. 
It's just like I'm no longer kicking against the prick. I'm going with the flow. Mm. If this is what you want, God, okay, I'll do it. Because me doing this is basically adding to me and not taking away because of me being disobedient. It's basically adding to me because I'm being obedient. So as you would tell us, it's a good thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm to laugh. Too hard. <clears throat> My bad. No, I meant to laugh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all of the laugh right there. Yeah. Hmm. So, yo, this is, you know, the new norm that you have, you know, you have accepted. So this is what you, this is where you find pleasure. This is where you find peace with your alone time with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, y'all. I know. I don't even know where you are, but I know this is probably off the subject. But did did this student just come over here to these other students and say, excuse me, I'm calling a mandatory meeting in the toy room, please, a mandatory meeting. Everyone must attend. I'm like, mandatory? How old are you? I swear. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, what am I creating? I got eleven year olds talking about calling mandatory me. I know grown people don't know know what mandatory means. Weird science. <laughs> okay, kitchen's clean. Let me get the hell out of this house. Mm. Alright, anybody else got anything? Going once. Going twice. Going three times. Alright. Hang up this phone. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow, baby. Have a lovely. Mm hmm. Au revoir. Bye.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.